2: you can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online
3: university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just 49 dollars Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.
1: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're Winning.
4: Executive producer Paris Hilton brings back the hit podcast, How Men Think. And that's good news for anyone that is confused by men, which is basically everyone. It's real
3: talk straight from the source. The How Men Think podcast is exactly what we need to figure them out. It's going to be fun, informative, and probably a bit scary at times because we're literally going inside the minds of men. Listen to How Men Think on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts give us
2: your attention we need everything you got fast waiting on reparations we be the illest podcast tune in every thursday politics and wordplay we fight for the people because they got us in the worst way from the hill to brazil bombay to kanye from the left enclave to what the neocons say
5: every thursday cop the heady conversation and And
2: break us off with some bread because we waiting waiting on on reparations. reparations listen to waiting on reparations on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Look through your children's eyes, and you will discover the true magic of a forest.
1: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
4: Hey, everybody. Robert Evans here, and I wanted to let you know this is a compilation episode. So every episode of the week that just happened uh, is here in one convenient and with somewhat less ads package for you to listen to in a long stretch if you want. Uh, if you've been listening to the episodes every day this week, there's going to be nothing new here for you, but you can make your own decisions. Hey, every uh, buddy, America. Hey, Americans. America, how is American? That is and, the podcast. And it's those open. beyond. Okay. That, was, well, that was a
5: horrible issue. That was maybe your top 10 worst.
4: <laughs> this is It Could Happen Here, a podcast where... An incompetent rube fucks up starting the show, and then we talk about how things are falling apart, or how to yeah. make things not fall apart, or some version of things in between those two facts.
5: Yep. Yep. That's uh, kind of kind of not great time going on right now. A lot of people
4: are- uh... That was our, our second, that was our B pitch for the name of the show. <laughs> kind of not it's a great time. It's <laughs> kinda not a great time going on right now. It
6: actually is not that far from what was discussed. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, I mean it's
5: like especially especially right now, there's a there's a lot of a lot of trials going on um feet on stuff. and the um ah- Ahmad Arbory trial is happening. The one about uh, you know un- unite the right is going on, and of of course the Kyle House Rittenhouse trial. As of as of recording, is um people uh, the jury is still in Second deliberation. Day of
4: deliberations.
5: Um, so no idea what's going to be the result by the time this no, episode goes I... up. I've um, actually
4: been like not commenting on it or me trying neither. not to think about it. There's nothing we can do about it. There's Fuck nothing it. you can Let's do. See what and yeah, like
5: a, a lot of people, there's been discussion about how much civil unrest there's going to be depending on the result of the trial. Uh, I know there's been a lot of like National Guard sent, sent to Wisconsin. It's been you know FBI door knocks at activists' homes, trying to scare people so that they don't you know go out and riot or whatever. A discussion online of people you know planning protests in response to in <clears> response, <throat> response to whatever the result is. Um, I noticed today there was a post from, I think, the Ohio Proud Boys claiming that they'd be sending, like, like, uh, was it hundreds or thousands of, like, people armed with, like, ARs to Wisconsin or yeah, something? Yeah,
4: there's it, it, there's a, a fucking post people are saying, like, you should take it seriously because it's from a Proud Boys internal chat, and it's like, we've got 300 guys heavily armed heading yeah. to, and there's already X number of guys there, and... We're gonna kill a lot more communists than Kyle Rittenhouse did, and yada yada yada, and yada I, yada yada. If yada. I could give you one piece of advice now, when who knows where the world is at the point at which this episode drops, it's when people talk about say, when if you are at a protest and someone starts talking about the Proud Boys, as in the Proud Boys are coming or the Proud Boys are here, if you don't immediately see incontrovertible visual proof that they have access to to showing it, assume it's nonsense. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) that that is my advice. As someone who has heard a thousand times, people say versions of "the Proud Boys are coming." Okay, insist on evidence uh, or ignore it. But
5: you know, whenever whenever these big civil you know unrests and types of stuff happens, there's always an increased uh, chance that there'll be some kind of protest-related shooting, Uh, especially if people are definitely.
4: absolutely that especially may have happened if, by the time this episode drops yeah
5: especially people are bringing guns people people bringing firearms there, there's been a lot of uh, there's you know for like the demonstrations outside the courthouse there's been you know guns there um there's been you know an increasing in uh in the rate of, sh- of shootings at protests on the west coast throughout the past few months um so i'm going to be kind of talking about you know some things that you can do if you're at home and you feel competent enough in the aftermath of one of, of uh, one of these shootings you know if 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 you know if a proud boy does bring a bring a gun and shoot somebody yeah, what if, to, what if, you can if,
4: actually do if video if you're in a situation where a, a you've been following something happening all day there's a shooting and like low quality footage starts coming out of somebody killing someone or someone else here's what to do next if you want to maybe be a positive part of of that of that process well and, not of that process but of like the the, The the aftermath of it yeah you know and
5: and because because Mm -hmm. the universe is cruel i i I originally wrote this wrote a write-up about the written house shooting um because the universe is a cruel place and it's gonna you know continue to this particular incident is going to continue to be impactful even though it's not the first it's not gonna be the last one of these it is still impactful because of how much of a symbol has been turned into so i i think a lot of people forget about how how chaotic the night on the internet was the day of the Kenosha shooting. Um uh, like it was it was wild uh being online as that was going on. Uh no one had no idea what was going on. People could not agree on who the shooter was beforehand. There was a lot of pictures floating around. It was it was it was a it was a nightmare. Uh, we know we knew that people were shot. We did not know how many or who like it was it was pretty bad and chaotic
4: and it is um, always that way in the wake of a shooting yeah. um and it is the in any given shooting always keep in mind when you're when you're online or in person and uh, there has been a shooting and people are saying things about said shooting other than we should take cover from the shooting if they're saying anything else about it um you have to assume they're probably not either wrong or not entirely accurate, um, because it, it, it's, it's hard to it, be. <laughs> it it, it yeah. happens constantly. I mean, that's not so, it's something against any of them. I can remember a moment when you and I were out last year, Garrison, and there was a shooting. I don't know, like forty feet away. Yeah. Um. It, nobody hurt, thankfully, but like the the immediate report from it was some guy had gotten pulled an AR-15 out of his car, and uh, and I I think the thing I said to you was. I'll bet you right now it's a nine millimeter handgun. And, and it, sure yep, enough, within yep, minutes, was. there was a photo. Yeah. it's a, And it's not that those people were like dumb or bad. It's that like shootings are scary. Guns getting pulled is scary. And people fuck up um, in in their recollections. Um, it's the same way in which uh, like if a bear comes after you, uh, you may exaggerate the size of that bear in your head because you're scared of shit. Yeah. Because it's a bear. So,
5: yeah. yeah. So, so I I was home on August twenty fifth, um, just and I I I was I was I was actually about to go out to to uh, a cover a protest in Portland, but then I saw this happened on my phone on Twitter. I was like, I cannot go out. I will be more useful at home. Um, so with with so much uncertainty online around the details of the actual shooting, it was it was clear that pr- trying to provide concrete information would be crucial in the hours to come. So I booted up my computer and started to try to begin to search for. You know information and, and verifiable stuff um so I I spent I spent all night looking looking for details about the, the shooter you know um unco- uncovering his supposed uh, identity um ultimately about an hour before the police announced their investigation even started um and and 12 hours before the police uh, announced the shooter's arrest um and also to, to my surprise at the time I, I discovered that the shooter was the same age as me um, uh-huh.
4: Which is which fun, was, n- <laughs> yeah. What a moment for you. Yeah, that was that dogs. that
5: was that was a night. So, um, because I because I mainly use Twitter and most of the video of the incident was on Twitter. I, I started uh, di- my my investigation by looking at Twitter. Uh, my my first goal was to find as as many videos of of the shooting uh, that I could and collect pictures of all of the alleged suspects, all the, all the people who were claiming, hey, this this is this is the shooter. I think I think I got a picture of the shooter. Here's who he is um so i i kept my eye on trending terms uh so i searched under the hashtags like kenosha kenosha shootings kenosha shooting kenosha protests uh boogaloo was trending a lot a lot of people thought the shooter was a boogaloo boy um was not um and also uh uh uh, hashtag militia so the, the the searches brought up a lot a lot of photos of uh of multiple young men most of whom were carrying long guns and a, a lot of unconfirmed reports that the shooter was a Boogaloo boy was trending on Twitter. This was the main the main thing that night was Boogaloo boy shot all the stuff. Th- that was the ma- the main trending topic. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of a lot of conflicting details, and I did not want to kind of add to the misinformation, so I decided to not make any posts about whatsoever about the identity of the shooter until I was 100 percent confident uh, that I had the correct ID, which takes a while. It's it's not you know uh, Twitter wants you to post stuff quickly as soon as you find it out, and it's way better to hold off your information and, and wait until you are absolutely sure it's the right time to post it, and because it's that correct, correct stuff. Because uh, m- mis mis misidentifying a suspect can have serious serious consequences for any individual um, involved. It's one, one of the worst things you can do is 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 mis misidentify any any suspect. So, I was looking through all, all the videos that I collected for kind of unique um, or identifying clothing that that the shooter may have been wearing. Ah, uh, the first video I found useful was from a right-wing videographer named Drew Hernandez, um, who a, a few months later uh, called for bloodshed at at the Capitol. He also testified at the Rittenhouse trial. This video did not actually show any any actual shooting. It had a wounded person on on the ground being treated by a medic, and a man standing over the scene with 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 a gun, um, and wearing a green shirt, a, a tan baseball cap, jeans, and like purple latex gloves. He had he had a he had, he had a black and orange bag. Uh, the person in the green shirt then runs towards the camera while talking on the phone, and he says into the phone, um, "I just shot somebody, or I just killed somebody." It's hard to tell what he's actually saying. If it's, it's one of those things where, if you think about it, you can hear both ones. Yeah, um, yeah. But but he he says something like, "I just killed somebody" on the phone, and he runs past the camera. So yeah. this 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 was the first kind of really important piece of information. Yeah, uh, personal, that,
6: was, that was brought up in the trial, too, and he, he was like, I don't remember what I said.
4: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, and to be honest, like, even if if this was, I I don't think any of us believe this was legitimate self-defense, but, like, even if it was... Either of those things would be perfectly acceptable things yeah. to say. It's a surprising moment, <laughs> right? Yeah,
5: um, like, it, 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 I, and
4: you probably wouldn't remember what you'd said. I don't necessarily oh, yeah. think he's lying about that.
5: It, it, it turns out he he was he was on uh, the phone with uh, the the person who bought him the gun, of, of, mm-hmm. of, of a friend of his. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but the, 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 this was my first, first like important piece of information. I, I you know. The, the night of right, this is before anyone's analyzed any of this stuff. So this is the first mm-hmm. video that I can find as like okay, here's a person admitting on camera that they shot somebody, um, and wearing a few potential identifiers, namely the the green shirt, baseball cap, and bag. Um, so now I can search for all of those items together and the rest of the footage collected throughout the night. Looking over the the the, the top viral videos of the night, showing multiple people getting shot. Uh, this is from this is from later on after the first person gets killed. Uh, we, we can see someone in a baseball cap, black and orange bag, and what could be a a, a, a green shirt, running through a street. Um, somebody runs over to the individual with the gun and kind of punches him in the head, no- knocking his hat off. So now the person running with the gun does not have a hat. Indiv- individual with the gun keep- keeps running, but trips and falls on the ground before people try to disarm him. Uh, four more shots are fired from the suspect, and uh, one one more person dies as a result of this. Other person gets their arm nearly blown off. Mm-hmm. Uh there is one continuous video of all of this happening. Extremely useful having having one video of this whole shot. Yeah, let you time um, it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, so the, the the shooter who uh, appears to be the same person is the other video because of the green shirt and the hat at the beginning mm-hmm. uh continues to get onto his feet and runs off again. Uh and the uh the orange orange and, orange and a black bag swings in front of him as he's running and uh a, a purple glove is also visible. Uh, m- multiple vehicles drive past uh like police vehicles um the shooter then walks up uh pretty close to the police vehicle and he just he just he just he w- w- with the rifle and n- nothing nothing happens he he like he wait he waves to the cops and they just keep driving and he walks away so after finding watching these videos I had you know I had no reason to believe the shooter was in custody um and I had a good idea of his clothing and attire so now it's time to you know compare this information that I gathered uh to pictures of the supposed, you know, suspects circulating on Twitter, um, but but first, I think uh, now it's it's the time to Isn't listen it? to people selling you stuff. You know who doesn't?
4: Oh boy! <laughs> travel to Just... another state to show up armed no, in a community no. to threaten people. They don't do it. I'm saying they don't. That's good.
6: Okay, Robert.
4: The products and services who support Unless this podcast, it's HelloFresh.
5: Black yeah. Rifle Coffee, Washington State <laughs> Patrol.
6: <laughs> w- what do you
4: have against actually a number of our sponsors will show up unwanted in your community, armed? I forgot the Washington State Highway Remember? Patrol and the FBI have both dropped ads now. <laughs> well, also, and, so and you know what,
6: California Highway Patrol. Don't forget about those motherfuckers.
4: Like Kyle Rittenhouse, zip, a number of t- our sponsors hey, may show hey, up in your hey. home neighborhood with I, a I gun. I have another
5: one. Also. Black Rifle Coffee, Kyle's favorite brand of coffee. Remember? Well,
4: it was until they disavowed him. And anyway, that's him, a long story. Here's the yeah, here's anyway. ads. Here's the I ones that paid just
6: us. Do it.
4: We're back. We're back. Yay. Back, back, back again.
5: So there was there was a lot of pictures of suspects on Twitter. Some of them who look nothing like the person we now know who shot those people. Um, funny how that happens. It's uh, well, it's not funny. It's, it's pretty 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 bad. Dangerous um,
6: misinformation
5: yeah yeah it's it's not great to sh- to share stuff like like that uh when these things happen um which is why I said i'm not gonna share anything until i one hundred percent know um and know that it's 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 actually worth posting about so in uh i'm i'm gonna go through go go through all some 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 of the pictures and stuff of of uh i'm going go through at least one of the pictures of of one of the people people claimed to be the shooter so in one picture circulating uh, you see someone in a green shirt, a baseball cap, and big, big, big black rifle. But this man's also wearing shorts, a, a, a black hat, not a tan one. Has no bag. Uh, appears to be wearing like a tactical vest that is also green. So not the guy. I, even though he's wearing a green shirt and hat, not the same dude. Fair. Would it be pretty easy to check. Not you don't. You really don't need to show you that kind of stuff.
6: Pretty sure. Pretty sure a lot of people own green shirts. Yep.
5: Yeah. So two other photos that were circulating they were claiming to be the guy. We had a green shirt, a, a tan baseball cap put on backwards, jeans. Um, one of the one of the pictures has a, a bag in front, uh, which, which is an orange and black one. One, one of them doesn't. One picture has uh, purple gloves. Other picture doesn't. But these dudes look pretty similar. Uh, despite the same differences, I'm pretty sure this is the, this is this this is the same guy. But you know, I made the decision at the night. This is probably the same dude, um, and he d- does appear to match the shooter a lot better. And there was a, a, few, a few clear fi- pictures of his face um, here. But honestly, the face of... If, if you look at all the pictures of the Kenosha shooting that night, the pictures of the suspect are really unclear because the way that the light hit his face, he looks like an incredibly generic white boy. um, Like, extremely generic. It is hard to tell... Any any I, I, I identifying features from his face because I mean, they he look is like an ev-
4: archetype. It's he looks not yeah. like every
5: every yeah. white every white boy. It's really hard to say.
4: He's um, everyone you went to high school with who, I don't know, sniffed a girl's chair when he like. It's yeah, like that, that's that's yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, that was yeah.
6: such a gross visual.
4: Now that
5: I decided that I have like I have a decent collection of pictures of who I believe the actual actual suspect is, it's time 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 to figure out who the suspect's like name actually is. And this is this is one of the this is one of the harder things. But often you can have a lot of help in ways that you might not expect. Um, often once you can get a good picture of someone, you know, it'd be like, yeah, yes, this, this is actually the dude, once that gets shared enough. Often somebody knows who this is already. You know the internet's a pretty big place. I, I believe the first I believe the first person to actually like like I, I was the, I was the person to like prove online who who Kyle that Kyle Rittenhouse was the shooter. The first person to actually tie Kyle's name to the shooter um, was a neighbor of his on Facebook. Um, they, they they saw pictures of the shooter. On, on Facebook and said hey I think this I think I recognize this guy I think I think this is my neighbor um, so often once you start once you have like enough pictures and those can spread people will fail to find names it isn't as hard as you would think the the hard part is is finding out wh- what personal connections are making those links and finding out wh- where where those are but stuff stuff spreads in a weird way and right for this you know I, I find I, I was able to prove that it was Kyle pretty quickly um for a few reasons. So after I, d- I was doing my, my my clothing comparisons to figure out this is to prove like he, he said this is the actual person who who did these things. Um the other thing I f- I found that was not it was not viral at, at all. Um but just cuz I was digging through so much stuff was this meme shared by uh I I by some like small boogaloo account. Um it was a picture of the shooter, uh, co- compare uh right beside a collection of Blue Lives Matter pictures of someone who looks kind of similar, linking to a Facebook page or no, no, not not linking. It, it was it was it was screenshotted from a Facebook page, and I can tell because of the font. And it was like said like a uh, Written photos. So this was the first. This was the first thing I saw on like buried deep inside like Twitter's 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 images but by using all of like these uh hashtag terms was this meme and 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 the meme said so y'all think he's still a boogaloo no no he wasn't because of all of like the pro police stuff uh because boogaloo's generally are not not that fond of police they sure so. aren't <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so so yeah um Given, given, so you know, if someone was to look at this, you know, li- look at this meme itself, he's it's like, okay, you know, the j- job is done. You know, information. This dude looks vaguely similar, ish, to the guy on this written house Facebook. Um, the gun looks kind of similar because w- w- one of the pictures of the Facebook was was a guy holding was a guy holding an uh, AR. Um, but you know, just s- something looking similar, or even holding a similar gun in one picture from a Facebook account, that's not enough to be sure about publishing a positive ID. That there's, there's there's no actual, really, there's no like definitive proof there. Because, honestly, if I was to look at these two guys' faces, they don't look incredibly similar, because faces can distort. With lighting and compression, they, it, 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 it can be really difficult. And this is where, you know, trying to ID a shooter is hard and requires complex judgment calls and posting inaccurate information or, like, incomplete information um can have you know extremely harmful effects and there's there's a lot, lot, lot of examples of this happening in the past you know probably the the biggest example or the the most notorious one of false identification is the Boston bombing incident oh, um, yeah so you know right after the right after the 2013 bombing you know thousands of users on sites like Reddit and 4chan began combing through footage to try to identify potential suspects screen caps of the people they deemed suspicious went viral um, online on on various social media sites Unfortunately, the sleuthing work done on 4chan and Reddit was incredibly shoddy um, and seemingly had way more to do with like racial paranoia than actual detective work and evidence gathering. The the New York Post subsequently uh, published a picture on its front page that that originated on Reddit that y- users had declared that the, was showing the two suspects with, without doing oh, any further God. verification. So, it's 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 real bad how stuff can spread from Reddit like this that's completely unverified to, you know, a, a newspaper even as one as unreputable as the post that's still a very popular paper the the post also claimed that the law enforcement were looking for those two two uh two individuals uh, in that picture um one of the one of the people identified by the post was harassed online and police li- police later told him just to delete his social media accounts entirely because there was no use at that point um when the FBI did officially release photos of the unnamed suspects reddit users again falsely identified these people uh, one one of the people they falsely identified went went missing for weeks prior. Um, his his family received media inquiries about the f- false unverified rumors of their son's involvement, um, and rumors of 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 involvement were spread by reporters from Politico, Newsweek, uh, Newsweek, NBC News, and BuzzFeed. Um, eight days after the bombing, this guy the was actually goes. eight eight, mm-hmm. days, eight days after the bombing, this guy was actually found dead, and his family said it was a suicide. Um, he was not not one of the shooters, yeah. uh, not one of the bombers.
4: Um, so, Which is again why, even more than the tactics you could use to try and you know verify things online, the most useful thing you can take out of this is, if there is a mass shooting or other act of violence, and people on social media are saying it is this person, don't share it.
5: Don't, Just don't share yeah. it.
4: Just wait. Especially There's if no they value in sharing if,
5: it if, if they have don't have anything to verify this at all. So yeah, like I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna. D- don't. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, like I'm not, that, again I'm,
4: that is the overwhelming thing we we want to get I'm not gonna,
5: you know that's why i you know not gonna share this kyle rittenhouse um boogaloo meme because there's no proof for it, 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 it yeah. it's, it's it's not there now eventually after digging i would realize that this meme cu- is uh comes from his neighbor saying that she thinks the suspect is him so that's that's how this meme was created um but still like there 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 was no no proof for it so i don't i i didn't share it so all yep. the boston bombing stuff was like go, going through my mind as i you know found this and was trying to dig for, for dig dig for more details so yeah i knew that i could not post a name on any social media um or or any info until i until i could prove it like without a shadow of a doubt that this is the same person because a lot a lot, a lot of times it is possible it just requires work and time you know and a big part of doing this on Twitter is like you want to get it out fast so that you're the first person to do it so that, you know, you can go viral on your thread of identifying this killer. And like, no, that's not the reason to do image verification. It's not to go viral on a thread. It's because whenever that's your goal, you're going to do you're going to do shitty fast work that is going to end up causing some kind of horrible consequence, like in the case of the Boston bombing.
4: And to be even extra clear, the primary use for this, that kind of what you're teaching people, image verification, which is something that like, like Bellingcat which is has been like kind of a part-time employer of mine um is a is an open source journalism collective that's broken some of the biggest stories in the last couple of years and in the classes we teach a class on image verification and the point is just whenever someone is sharing a piece of what is like supposedly breaking news based on video or images that have been taken at the site of a whatever image verification tactics can help you to know whether or not it's it whether or not Either it's true or false, but also just whether or not the image, the information they're presenting, gives you any reason to believe it. Yeah, like it. Yeah, it's or not or even if it's like or how it's Just altered. knowing, yeah, you might
7: be full of shit. Like that's super important. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a thing that happens. Like and, and any time there's something that looks like a war starting, there's like this video of a bombing from 2014 in Gaza that goes around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like
6: every time.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, so, a, there's actually five or six different kinds
4: of things that are like that Chris that are like yeah. oh this is there's actually footage from like a Russian video game that people keep ge- pe- keeps getting like mistaken for actual yeah. combat footage yeah. <laughs> and it's like no it's fucking from a video game oh this has been on God. this has been three wars now <laughs> there's this famous <laughs> footage of like a fucking um an airsoft battle at night, uh, with yeah, glowing with, like with the, airsoft with the, pellets. With, with the
5: glowing pellets, yeah. And
4: it, it kind of it kind of looks because it's black and white and not a great camera, it kind of looks like tracer fire and it's there's like three wars that people have said like, look, this is real <laughs> combat footage from it happens yeah. all the time.
5: Like and again great yeah, great account to follow is uh Hoaxai on Twitter. They 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 do really good work pointing out just like kind of more like more like less high stakes kind of image image verification stuff. Um. So, but before I get into the actual like verification work of like proving, hey, I can actually prove that that no, by by not just someone's face, I can prove that this shooter is the same guy from 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 the Facebook page. Um, I'll explain that next. First, short short ad break, and then we will fi- finish up with this actual
4: proving section. Yeah, you know who is not Kyle oh,
5: Rittenhouse. <laughs> Wow, you have really dropped the ball to all of the transitions today.
4: <laughs> yeah, I am not proud of myself or my place in society at the moment. Um, here's ads. We're back. I've, I feel terrible. Garrison. And So
5: even, even though the Boogaloo meme was not hard evidence, uh, it, did, it did provide a lead. So after seeing the meme, I did the first most obvious thing that I could see was compare the gun in in the two frames uh they do look similar uh they're not they're not identical uh the optics are different for each rifle mm-hmm. um but the rest of it the but the stock the the grip um and uh the barrel do do seem do seem to be do seem to be if not if not identical, at least extremely similar, again, still not enough to make a positive ID on an individual basis. Like, this person is this person. So the, the next step is to scour the actual Facebook account itself that is uh, alluded to in this meme and see what I can find there. The, the The goal, obviously, being to find statements or pictures that will tie this person in the images of the shooter to the person on the account. So that's, you know... Clothing, location, intention, mm-hmm. you know, all these types of things that could tie the, the pictures of the shooter to the pictures of the person on, on, on this account. Um, so, Kyle Rittenhouse's old public Facebook profile was uh, mainly made up of Blue Lives Matter and pro-police images going back as far as 2017. Um, with a few uh, then-recent pictures of him holding his AR-15-style rifle. Uh, those, the, the, the rifle pictures were, like, from June. The shooting happened in late August. Um, it appears, I think it came out in the trial that he got his rifle around like May. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of pro police stuff, a lot of thin blue line, blue lives matters type things. Um, his public, his, his public page is re- is relatively sparse. Um, and there was no public friends list to look through. Um, one, one noteworthy piece of information was that he de- he did list another name for himself as Kyle Lewis, which I, I believe is his mother's maiden name sure but uh but even so even though i wasn't able to view a friends list and there wasn't many public posts uh this is, his page is by no means a dead end i could still see everyone that has commented on shared or liked his public posts because like so he did not have he did, he did not many have any pictures himself on his page that that, mm-hmm. that i could use for verification he didn't have he did, like no, nothing that i could tie to the shooting besides the actual gun so not not tons of useful T- not tons of useful stuff, but there's perhaps there's still other other leads to look through, like everyone who's liked, shared, or uh, uh, commented on his posts. So I, I I opened up new tabs for every single person that interacted with Kyle's posts. While looking over their pages, I was searching to see if any of them had listed Kyle as a relative, uh, with a focus on anyone with the last name of Rittenhouse or Lewis. Um, and and you know ideally was looking for to see if anyone had pictures of Kyle or someone who seemed to be Kyle. Uh, one post from May of 2018 uh eventually eventually proved uh, y- uh useful uh w- one comment read Kyle you sure do look like a Lewis uh so there's the alternate last name and uh two people had liked that comment Kyle himself and so- oh, and uh and someone who uh is his mom uh which w- or would, would later find out is 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 his mom um uh so she said that uh lived that she said that she lived in uh, uh is it Antioch, Illinois?
4: Antioch, probably.
5: Antioch, Illinois, uh, which matches uh, with Kyle's uh, uh, Illinois-based pro-police posts. He, he, he made a lot of, like, Chicago Blue Lives Matter posts. So I assumed that Kyle was from Illinois. And also, um, uh, Antioch? Is that what you said? Whatever. Yeah, Antioch. Um, Antioch. Uh, Antioch to, to Wisconsin. Uh, Antioch to uh, Kenosha is only, like, a 30-minute drive. So... That is also like, okay, that's, that's, that's pretty close. That is, that is doable. Um, so was I, the next, I, I, I went, I, I, I went through a lot of the relatives pages, but I'm going to focus just on the person who I found out who was, um, Kyle's mom, because they're the one that had the most useful information, right? I, a lot of other information I looked through just didn't turn out to be useful, right? So I'm, I'm not, I'm not including all of that here. Um, uh, w- one post from, from, uh, uh Wendy's mom, uh, Featured a younger Kyle wearing a police outfit. Um, I'm sure people have seen this picture online before. I think I, I was probably one. I was I was probably the first person to share this photo of Kyle in this in this younger Kyle wearing this this police this police costume.
4: An unbelievably cringy photo. Like even yeah. outside of the fact that he took two lives, like just
5: yeah. So I mean, um, look,
4: we all have photos we took when while in ROTC. Like so, yeah. Like, ideally we would we would get there's there's actually
5: there's actually a lot more of these photos uh there's photos Mm -hmm. of him touring So this is this is stuff i also found that night uh photos of him like touring a target with police as he's in a police uniform he was part of like a uh police young cadets program he would he was like 12 um so that's where he got this outfit and he like tagged around with police for like a day or something and there's photos of him like in a target with police
4: even yeah. when I was like a shitty right wing kid, that sounded like a nightmare.
5: So, so yeah. So, uh, Kyle's the person who I figured out was Kyle's mom uh, posted this this photo uh, of of her and Kyle, which which Kyle uh, liked. And then in another picture of uh, in another picture from from uh, Kyle's mom, I found uh, uh, it's a family picture including Kyle wearing uh what I would say is like an army green shirt s- s- kind of similar but it's a green shirt like I have I have shirts that are pretty similar to that I'm not gonna that's not gonna be anything su- super definitive until we got there's a uh, one one picture that that proved to be much much more much more useful uh of Kyle on uh, or someone who I assumed was Kyle y- you don't you don't you don't actually see his face but he is wearing. Uh, horribly cringy American flag Crocs, which uh, Ugh. which oh Kyle. God. Horrible.
4: <laughs> I know. I which,
5: know. Which, uh. which, so, and 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 uh, on on Kyle's page, he, there was also pictures of him wearing those same Crocs. So, like, even even though I can't see the person's face, the Crocs are the same, probably the same guy. He's also wearing a tan baseball cap. Um, and on this, I can actually see that it has an American flag on the front of the cap which I, I did not notice on anything else before. So that's you know that's something different but again not that, that's that's not that's not that's not like a red flag that's just you know a, a, a thing to a thing of note because um, the, 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 the baseball cap is tan um, and it has like white mesh on the sides um, the one the one thing I did I, 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 I did make one post before I actually did any kind of I, I claiming to do I, I, identity stuff. I did ask my Twitter followers, if there's any pictures of the back of the shooter's cap. Um, And I got them to to send me those. And then I I got one picture of of the back that actually has, uh, I couldn't see like, okay, the back of the shooter's cap also has the flag on it. Mm. So I was able to actually show that, okay, so the, the, the baseball cap on the back of it, uh, but b- they're both tan baseball caps. They both have white mesh on the sides. They both have the, have an American flag. And then I got another picture that was even closer that showed a uh, a tear on the brim of the hat. And if you zoom in on one of the beach pictures, you could also see a tear on the same position on the hat. So this is the, the this hat is the hat is the same hat. The hat was definitely it was definitely in both locations. So at this point, Based on the gun, based on the hat, based on the location being very close to Kenosha, um, and being close on the rough facial similarities, um, there was there was enough enough to enough to to um, enough to put put stuff together to be like, okay, I I think I think this is this is probably this is you're probably fine in saying I think this is probably the dude. Um, so at, at at this point. I, I wasn't I wasn't and I'm again I'm, I'm not gonna post this immediately and, I, and I'm not gonna post something by saying this is who it is without providing the evidence so instead of like writing a thread tweet by tweet I write I the whole thread out and then tweet the whole thread at the same time um, so it, so I I put together the thread documenting my relevant stuff um, I I wrote the f- first eight posts at the same time and posted them together with all the evidence up- uploaded um and then, and then, uh, as I was writing the thread, I came across another piece of evidence. There was one, I, I was going through one of the live streams of, of that night from a channel called The Rundown Live, which I've not heard anything of before or since then. Um, but you know, one of the many streamers that were out in, in 2020. Um, and you can see, you can see Kyle inside the frame and then like pans away, but the people are still talking. Um, so, so Kyle, Kyle's actually off camera now. Um, But he, I think someone like asks him his name, and he and the person who I think is Kyle replies, "Kyle." Now, of course, it's off camera, so it's not you can't be totally sure. There's there's enough context clues, and that plus all my other evidence, I'm like, okay, this is enough to add to the thread because it again, it's it's not enough proof by itself, but it combined with everything else completes a much fuller picture. So, I, I posted my like nine or yeah, like eight or nine thing thread. On, on being able to prove it's Kyle via you know comparing stuff like the gun, uh, the hat, the shirt, and demonstrating my work tracking across Facebook and how I was able to like link these two people together. Um, Twenty two minutes after I posted the thread identifying Kyle, Kenosha Police uh announced that they were that they were starting an active act investigation. Um, I soon added a court document t- to my thread about a a traffic violation, uh, by someone named Kyle Rittenhouse filed a few days before the shooting. The traffic violation thing also included stuff like address, which I I I blacked out the address for that just because sharing the uh, sharing for reasons I'll, I'll soon explain. Because again, if 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 it's a tra- if it's a traffic violation, if people really want it, they can find it themselves, right? It's it's not making it impossible to find it. And this was able to confirm that it was in the same location, um, Antioch, um, and also this this proved that uh, Kyle was seventeen at the time. Uh, this is how we uh, knew that he was. 17 years old at the time of the shooting was because of this traffic violation uh, document found online. So, the the address on the violation document was the same one I had linked to uh, Kyle's mom by doing other like OSINT address work. I was able to find out where what what her address was. Um. So so yeah. Uh. I that was that was most of my work that night. Uh. It took about. I don't know, like, two-ish, maybe? Well, it, 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 it's, hard, it's hard to break up uh, the timing. It, 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 it took about half an hour to get from the Boogaloo meme to finding the matching baseball cap on, on Kyle's mom's Facebook page. Uh, about another half hour to write out the thread... And, you know, about an hour of work previous to that about, you know, trying to find out the actual, you know, footage and categorize it. And, okay, this is the clothing he's wearing. Here's the clothes I need, I need to look for on social media, right? See see, see see if I can find these shoes, these pants, this this shirt, this hat, this bag, that kind of stuff. Um, and I was able to find enough of those items to make it pretty mm-hmm. pretty clear that it was, it was you know,
4: linked. Um, and that makes you, Garrison, one of the first people in the world to get to... Know un- way more about Kyle Rittenhouse than you ever wanted to know.
5: Yeah, like, a lot yeah, more. You,
4: th- th- this nightmare has been going on longer for you than <laughs> for anybody you. <laughs> else, buddy. Other so, than his family.
5: Yeah. Um. And uh, so, and, and I, I want to note a, f- a few other ways to do image verification, specifically on Kyle that that I didn't do, but other people did after after I after I said, "Hey, this is probably the guy." So uh, afterwards, people found other kind of evidence on Kyle's TikTok um and Snapchat. So it turns out Kyle was snapchatting his night in Wisconsin um Good which we God. would find out later. So he was oh. snap- he was snapchatting from Kenosha.
4: Um And Garrison, first off, I do feel as the representative of Zoomers in in this call why, why are you why are you guys all using the snapchats, huh? I why? I don't use I don't, I don't use the snapchats. Um Well, I'm making but, you answer for the crimes of your generation. The crimes like Do you yeah.
7: use the snap of nope. the chat? No. Well, Technically speaking, I have one friend who I only talk to through Snapchat, and we both only use it for that, and we don't know why we use Snapchat. Yeah, for it, there's but... a
5: few people who are like Snapchat people who only text through Snapchat, and I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, ex-
7: except, neither of us are like that. We just, just
6: download
7: just, just specifically there.
5: Just has got signal. Anyway, so yeah, the Snapchat. There's also uh, TikTok. Um, there was a footage of uh, of Kyle attending a Trump rally at TikTok. Also, him like assembling. And testing out his gun was on a Snapchat. I believe uh, clips of it were also shared on TikTok. So yeah, I could have gotten a lot more closer details of the gun if if I looked on if if, if I on Snapchat or, or TikTok. Um, and I think if, if this is this is good advice that I've taken since then, and for other people looking to do this stuff, if if a suspect looks young. Um, you know, Snapchat and TikTok might be, or, and and Instagram might be apps that are worth yeah. che- are, are worth checking out for information, as opposed to like Facebook, right? I Fair. F- lucky lucky enough, there was enough stuff on Facebook on this instance. Typically, probably because you know Kyle's family was conservative, so and he was conservative, so higher chance of being on Facebook there. But you know, in general, if someone's younger, may, maybe look on y- y- younger apps. Um, but yeah, um, so you know. Good thing to think about, you know, whenever these like chaotic, panicked moments happen, you know, misinformation can spread very, very quickly. Um, cannot stress enough how dangerous and irresponsible it is when a suspect uh, is named without proper verification. Um, you know, uh, last last September, uh, uh, Ian Miles Chong falsely identified a suspect in the shooting of two L.A. police officers. Uh, this resulted in the falsely accused got a man and receiving mi- many death threats online. I think uh, Ian Miles Chong did this like again a few months later. He, he 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 was doing this a lot last year. He was doing a, he was really bad about trying to a- identify people. Um, but you know, doing solid, solid verification work is possible, but extreme caution needs to be taken and um, need to be very mindful of the consequences of your actions when when you're doing this work.
7: Yeah, I also want to put out Garr- Garrison is very good at this. That that's why it took two hours and a half hours. It's gonna take. You it longer. takes a lot
5: longer. Yeah, like honestly, yeah. like I was surprised. Like it, finding Kyle was just the right mix of things in one moment. Often it doesn't. Often it, it doesn't go that fast, and it, it doesn't need to be right. Like a big, a big no. part of the problem is that if people think about it needing to be like a fast paced thing, that's where that, that's where like the mistakes happen. I was just lucky to have enough do- like dominoes fall in the right place to I I I'd identify Cal the night of having having his neighbor say hey this guy looks similar to my neighbor extremely useful in in, 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 in long run right like th- that happened faster than that happens in a lot of cases and so that know, it, really ac- accelerated things.
4: Sometimes it will be easy. Sometimes, like a good example of when it's harder, we have a decent amount of footage about the individual who placed yes. bombs outside of the, the, the capital bomber and the RNC yeah. before the sixth. Um that person has not been identified and the but, fucking FBI seems to have no goddamn clue.
5: But also what like, they were way more intentional in they what they were They very were very smart. Whoever yeah.
4: they are they're very capable. They were the, the um, only, ju- just only as an thing that we have on like, them is their shoes basically. Those are those are kind of the poles of this, right? On one like with with Rittenhouse you've got this situation where it's like all of the information you need to identify them is there openly online. Um and part of opsec if you're doing things that are crimes um, is to make sure that is like, to limit that <laughs> that that whatever it is you are going to to the to the crimes in um there nothing exists on the internet that connects that to your name and face and that do, that yeah. doesn't
5: um, that doesn't always mean black block that can mean no.
4: other clothing <laughs> especially if you've been photographed in black block a bunch yeah.
5: I think like if you look at if you look at um uh, the guy who dropped off bombs on January 6th, he's he's not wearing black block because black block draws attention. He's wearing like a grays no, I will um I will he's he's wearing like a, he's like a hood. That
4: guy that well, that individual Person. is either a former fed or former special forces. They were very um, capable. Yeah. Leaning towards fed who showed up in clothing they had never worn, worn before and paid for used in cash, probably from a variety of places. Um, that clothing was burned as soon as they got away. They were out of the state uh, as early as it was possible to do so. Plant them and then immediately get out. Like, um, and you know, by the time the Capitol, right? By the time their bombs had been found, they were they were gone. if they were smart, I mean, gone. You know, yeah. like yeah. that's how anyway whatever like so, those the, so yeah of the so like
5: uh, oftentimes it can be a, if someone knows what they're doing this, this process could be a lot harder like in the case of, yeah. the, of the people the, of, of the guy who left the bombs at the capitol um yeah. you know kyle it was not you know wasn't wearing much identifying clothing wasn't even wearing a mask because COVID was for cucks um so you know there's a, a lot of these things that that made this process um you know, easier than a lot of a lot of other verifications. But like I said, there still was a lot of false IDs going around that night.
4: Um, yeah, and you know, so I'm it, kind it of, still happens. I'm kind of on the fence myself as to whether or not it would have been safer, like for our country or the society or whatever you want to call it. If um, like how much more damage or less damage would have been done if Kyle Rittenhouse had been someone who showed up in impeccable like clothing that he could not be identified from. Fucking ran off and was never caught, and we just knew there was the shooting of protesters in Kenosha, um, by somebody. Um, like I don't know how much better or worse that is for society if that happens. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm thinking about terrible things, but sorry. First off, I want to apologize. Sometimes talking about this stuff winds up seeming like advice for how to commit crimes. Uh, that's not the intent. It's just when you talk about what makes something difficult to identify. You're kind of by default talking about like here's how to here's how to get, commit a crime and get away with it, um, and it's the kind of thing like if you're doing verification work, one of the things that helps is to kind of put yourself in the mindset of somebody who okay if I'm in this situation and I do this, um, what are the decisions that I might make afterwards, um, and and you can kind of try to. Uh, Think through this person. Like it can be helpful, especially if you're trying to like track someone through a day. So you know someone was at this point at a protest at X hour because they shot somebody. Um, it you know, think through okay, what else happened that day? Were there other protests? Were there other gatherings like or is this one Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
8: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
0: Focus
1: Features presents Back to Black.
0: I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles.
1: Experience the music and her story.
0: Know this: I ain't no spy girl.
1: Like never before. That's
0: my daughter. That's my Amy.
1: On the big screen.
0: I want to be remembered. Could just being
1: me, Amy Winehouse, back to black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, rated R under 17, 90 Minute Without Parent, only in theaters, May 17th.
4: In a series of events, can I go look for, you know, videos from other things in the area that this person yeah. might have also been at and might have worn the same clothing? Um, there's a anyway, image verification is is fun, catch the fever. Um, it
5: is, it is a fun thing to do. It's good to do if if, if you're not able to attend in person demos for like, like physical reasons or whatever, or like mental reasons uh doing this stuff from home is is another way of getting involved uh, especially for you know tracking down s- bad people after the, after they do bad things yeah <laughs> um, um
4: so uh, uh, you can you know if you want to learn more about this with you know the benefit of also uh, visual aids um, Bellingcat has if you just type image verification Bellingcat there's uh, beginners and advanced guides to verification yep. um, there's talk about like manual reverse image search tools and like how well they work there's quizzes so go go there if you're if you find this interesting um, it, it can be quite a hoot um, but you know what else is quite a hoot ending a goddamn podcast which I'm doing now we're done goodbye I call the union hall. I
2: said, it's a matter of life and death. I think these people are planning to kill Dr. King. On April 4th, 1968, Dr. Martin Luther King was shot and killed in Memphis.
1: A petty criminal named James Earl Ray was arrested. He pled guilty to the crime and spent the rest of his life in prison. Case closed. Right?
3: James Earl Ray was a pawn for the official story. The authorities would parade, oh, we found a gun that James Earl Ray bought in Birmingham that killed Dr. King. Except it wasn't the gun that killed Dr. King.
2: One of the problems that came out when I got the Ray case was that some of the evidence, as far as I was concerned, did not match the circumstances.
1: This is the MLK Tapes. The first episodes are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Hey, Lethal Listeners. Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission, clearing
3: my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murderers tearing apart the town.
7: My mission put myself and my friends in danger. Though it wasn't all bad. I'm
6: going to be real if you take
8: I like you but now all signs point to a new serial killer in hollow falls if this game is just starting you better believe I'm gonna win
3: I'm Tig Torres and this is Lethal Lit catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast Lethal Lit a Tig Torres mystery out now
7: and then tune in for all new thrills in season two dropping weekly starting February 9th subscribe now to never miss an episode Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi, I'm Robert Lamb. And I'm Joe McCormick. And we're the hosts of the science podcast Stuff to Blow Your Mind, where every week we get to explore some of the weirdest questions in the universe.
0: Like, if sci-fi teleportation was possible, how would it square with the multitudes of organisms that inhabit our human bodies? Can we
2: find evidence of emotions in animals
0: like bees, ants, and crayfish? How would an interplanetary civilization function? Does free will exist? Stuff to Blow Your Mind examines neurological quantum... Cosmic mysteries, evolutionary marvels, and the wonders of techno-history. Basically, this show is the altar where we worship the weirdness of reality. If anybody ever told you you ask the weirdest
2: questions, it is time to come join us in the place where you belong, the Stuff to Blow Your Mind
0: podcast. New episodes publish every Tuesday and Thursday with bonus episodes on Saturdays.
2: Listen to Stuff to Blow Your Mind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever
4: you get your podcasts welcome to america Why? it's not great here's you... a podcast all
6: right this is Sophie. A... this is it could happen here the podcast welcome it, it to... is if you're an international listener and you're not american that was really get rude. the fuck off of that our podcast rude. just like yeah. you just left people out like that you just... Robert, are you gonna do one for every other country
4: I think they're being rude for barging in. The internet is clearly American soil. Um, I, w- I would pay good money for a wacko
5: sings, but with Robert saying all the country, all <laughs> the countries too. of the world. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too.
4: <laughs> well, you know what you need to do in order to be able to pay good money for something, Garrison.
5: Wow! You, you need to you need to you need to get money by by working.
4: Well, I was, was going to say, say you need robbery. to be born rich, but if you're oh. not born rich, you have to work. And a lot yeah. of people are saying. What if we did? What if we didn't? And now they have a subreddit, and that's what we're talking about today. Anti work, uh, not just the subreddit, but that's why we're talking about it today because the anti work subreddit. Has grown hugely. Um, and like, it's got like a mil. It's or it's it's like doubled. It's been around it's, for years. It's more it recent- than doubled.
5: It's it's yeah, almost month, it's almost in quadrupled. The space of a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 gro- well. I'll I'll I have the numbers for later. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay. Great. Um. So Garrison, why don't you kick us off now that I've let everyone know what to expect? And I will <laughs> stop working. Um. In solidarity with the anti-work movement. Thanks, Robert. Um. You're welcome
5: so yeah uh, if, if the the past few months, if you're anything like us um and, and if you're online in the same ways that we are you've you've probably seen like a flurry of uh, of posts and screenshots depicting text conversations between like an employee and their boss. uh typically, the boss like asks them to come in when they said they were gonna have have to be have to have having to have time off or something, the employee uh, objects the boss then gets mad and makes threats mm-hmm. and demands the employee be a better team player or some bullshit like that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then like the employee says something like, well, you know what? Actually, I quit. Good luck filling the shift now. Bye. And then the boss like pleads that the now former employee comes back and offers like concessions and end of screenshot. So pretty soon this type of like screenshotted text conversation became like a meme format with with people joking and obviously like staging fake ones as well. Uh, You know, similar to the scene I just described. But 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 by all accounts, this trend started incredibly, like sincerely with with genuine text conversations showcasing like worker abuse um, and and, uh, you know, bosses being unreasonable and cruel um, and some people quitting their jobs to, to stand up for themselves. And um, all the stuff is kind of tied up in the worker shortage kind of myths. That the Great
4: been... Resignation, as uh, mm-hmm. as a lot of pundits are calling it. Yeah.
5: Yes, yeah, of, of, of people of, of people resigning, and then you know a lot of like big companies complaining about worker shortages. Um, and and central to this like text conversation online kind of meme trend thing, and and, and employee resignations is a subreddit called Anti Work. So the anti-work subreddit has been a growing place, specifically the past year. Um, their motto is "unemployment for all, not just for the rich." Uh, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a, it's a good they, motto. It is a good. good motto. It is it is a solid. <laughs> it's a solid motto. Yeah. Um, Their, their, uh, their own, like, a description is, uh, a subreddit for those who want to end work, are curious about ending work, want to get the most out of a work-free life, want more information on anti-work ideas, and want personal help with their own jobs slash work-related struggles. So, back in, back in February, um, it only, the, the, the the subreddit's been around since like 2013, uh, but but back in February, it had like 235,000, um, uh, subs, and now it has over 1.1 million. Um, it's grown, m- m- most of that growth has been in like the past two months. Uh, it it has kind of kind of exploded in popularity. Um, and actually, it got it 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 got so big, and there's so many posts on it that they have to they had they ha- now they have to like restrict text message conversation screenshots to only being allowed to be posted like on one day a week. Uh, just because of the intense influx of of these posts, you know, some of them genuine others maybe not so much um and and even though the subreddit may not be the biggest in terms of like subscribers um it's it has more like daily posts than something like the wall street bets subreddit has so even though it doesn't have as many subscribers the amount of actual like posting on it is 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 higher than a lot of other subreddits as well so it is it is growing in popularity abs like in, in 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 multiple ways,
4: it, it it feels a little bit right now like the social media equivalent of a sto- of a sort of damocles. Like Wall Street bets made a not insignificant uh, uh, splash earlier this year. It was it was quite a thing for the the, the national economy for a little while there. Um, and anti work hasn't had that moment, but I kind of feel like it might be getting close to critical mass. Like something something might come out of this. Um, yeah, which I think would be rad. Uh, for for the record, I think would be rad
5: absolutely and you know it, it it may not be one big thing but it could be a lot of smaller things right you know s- sometimes it's harder to see bigger change when you're like having more anarchist adjacent ideas and 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 yeah. the and, and, and the anti-work subreddit does does try to keep itself being a radical subreddit and, and does try to fight off yeah. like, neoliberal sentiments and stuff
4: and, and there have been There have been some complaints I've seen of people being like, ah, the liberals have gotten in and and people are talking about like, well, I just really want a life that's like I'm not stressed all the time and I have enough money for for bills and stuff. Or like people have been talking about like, oh, this job, like I I left my old job and I got into a better situation and that's good. And there's complaints about that. And I I think it is important to like push against de-radicalizing the subreddit. But I don't think it's bad that you're getting a lot of liberals in there who are not turned off by the name anti work um and i I think that's I think it's positive that that they're even if they're you know they're not coming at it from kind of a revolutionary perspective, but uh hey, it's okay to quit my job if if the conditions are shit and try to find a place where I'm treated better if that's their inroad to this kind of thought, I still think that's pretty pretty awesome
5: yeah ab- ab- absolutely yeah, yeah. Because, I mean it's not realistic for every single person well. And actually, it is realistic for every single person to quit their job, but it's it's not realistic for only a few people to, right? Yeah. And sometimes, if if not if if everyone's not going to do it, like literally everyone, then you know some people can't can't afford to quit their job um, right now because they have like kids to feed or whatever, um, or themselves or you know, you know there's a lot lo, lo, there's a, a lot of reasons which I'll, I'll kind of talk a little bit more about later. So, uh and so uh, the term anti work does does not does not come from the subreddit. Um, anti-work has been like a post-left term for a while now yes and kind of kind of a, a, a applies to a, a broad spectrum of like anarchist adjacent kind of uh, thought around hey if we're gonna if we're gonna question like capitalism and, uh and the state we should probably also question just the idea of work itself and how it functions and how the state kind of works only possible with the state and and it's that specific line, line of thinking Yeah. Um, a, a, a few examples of like, of like, you know, seminal anti-work books um, is one of them is uh, Bob Black's The Abolition of Work. Um, Crime Think has a really good book just called Work, which is an, another another one that gets referenced a lot, ev- even in the subreddit. And uh, also uh, Bullshit Jobs by David Graeber. And uh, Bullshit Jobs was also kind of partially inspired by Bob Black's The The Abolition of Work. Um, all of those are, are great resources and uh, specifically, like "Bullshit Jobs" is great, and like a, in like a for a modern outlook on this. Like Bob Black's book was written was written a while ago, and "Bullshit Jobs" is definitely very timely. And even 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 Crime Thinks Workbook also also addresses stuff. Or even though it's was not written within the past, I I I think it is maybe slightly older than than a decade. But I I think they they are updating it with more information about like the gig economy and stuff like that.
4: Yeah, and it's uh, it, it's not. As it's characterized and as, as anti work is often characterized by critics, it's not saying like nobody should have to do anything. In a way, no. it's not actually, we'll talk about Diogenes later, um, but it, it, it's not everyone should just like lay around and do nothing. It's people shouldn't have to do the thing that we call work, which is destroy your body or your mind or both uh, most of your waking hours, most of your life in the hope that you'll get 10 years as an old person. Uh, to not do that like and
5: and and, and a little bit that,
4: that that that's bad that's a bad way to be a person like a bad way to have to be and it's not bad to do that it's it's bad that you have to do that
5: yeah yeah and yeah. I mean and, and there is a there is a little bit of it that is about finding time to chill out um, well sure absolutely. which, which, which yeah. is going to apply a lot of you know a lot of the ways if you have to keep a job you know the different ways you can you can go about that job that do does that makes it so it doesn't like kill you one of my favorite ways to think about anti-work is just like anti-capitalism put into actual practice. So mm-hmm. instead of, you know, just debating online about anti-capitalism as some, you know, future thing, it's like, no, like what can you do to actually, you know, make capitalism a less important part of how you live your life every day, which mm-hmm. means, you know, not obsessing over careers and all these kind of other things. So I think, I think first of all, it might be useful to kind of think about like, what do we actually mean by work? Because work's kind of a, works mm-hmm. like a is it's it has a lot of definitions depend, depending on what like yeah. you depend, depending on like what you mean by it right is, is is it just like wage labor is it just forced labor um you know is cooking for yourself or your family considered work not always but uh, you know like at, at, at times when i when i when i'm like relaxed i i quite enjoy cooking for friends and family but but yeah. certainly but certainly it can feel like work sometimes especially yeah. if you especially if you just got home from like a work shift so in a way like work creates more work um, yeah. and it's, it's not, it's, it, it kind of, it's, it, it, it isn't just, it isn't just about like wage labor or something. It, it can kind of apply to a lot of ways about how you live your life. Um, you know, yeah. there's, a,
4: there's a lot fucking of fucking laying down wood chips or sod. If that's like your job every day can be like a miserable backbreaking process. If you actually have a huge yard or like own a little bit of land and you're making your own garden, that can be an intensely like the best part of your week. It can like, be a it, great form of play. Yeah. 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 It's it it it's not the, the the problem is not the individual tasks necessarily. It's what no. work is as a yeah. as a, a, a platonic kind of concept in our society. Yeah. And not and and again one of the things and I think this is one of the things. Speaking of you talked about David Graeber earlier, who's um an anarchist anthropologist and widely seen to be like one of the most brilliant anthropologists of his generation. He he recently deceased. But a book that he wrote before he died with another another fellow came out recently called um, The Dawn of Everything that talks a lot about how, yeah, these ideas that uh, kind of capitalism has a a vested interest in you believing that the world was always hard in the way that it's hard, Uh, by which I mean like in order to get basic necessities, you have to make somebody else rich um, or find some grift of your own and as opposed to like yeah life is always hard but life wasn't didn't always involve labor the way we we think about it labor has yeah. not been a constant in human civilization and in fact most of human civilization people have not done a thing that
7: we would recognize as labor and and i think also even even if you go towards things that like look more like labor to us right like i don't know like look, look like if you look at like feudal levies mm-hmm. right you're a peasant you have to give some amount of grain to your lord but like okay we work way longer the medieval peasants yeah. did and not only do we work longer this is something graber and david Wengrow talk about in that book it's like yeah like not only do we work much longer like the amount that we work would have been considered absolutely like even even a feudal lord would look at that much work and go no like this is this is this is like yeah and and you know and yeah. i think there's there's another graber has another point um he, he wrote a piece called uh, turning modes of production inside out where he has this argument that like okay so if if you take you know, if you take like Plato, right? You're like you take any of the Greek philosophers, even the conservative ones, and you show them this—the the, thing—the thing that we do every day, right? You're—you know—you have you, you're 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 completely under the command of another person mm-hmm. for like at least a third, probably more of your day.
4: Yeah, I monitor you and Garrison's bathroom breaks. Um yep. I look at your texts with family and friends. Um It's it's really. Not it's an incredible situation.
7: Yeah, it's an incredibly strict surveillance state. Mm-hmm. From, yeah, from Robert Evans. Yeah, yeah. This is like, like you know, if if you show a Greek person that this is like this is the apocalypse to them. This is this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Is every single person in society has it like essentially been reduced to a slave, and you know, that's bad.
4: And it doesn't have to be like it's that. It's not that they've been. Because I, I want to push back on that terminology, because it can go to some unco- uncomfortable places. It's not that they are treated as a slave. It's that in the hours in which they are expected to labor, there's a societal expectation that they they act as the property of whoever owns the business or manages them. Right? The yeah, idea well, of like yeah. if it if it like the, the, that attitude from like like working in a kitchen or, or, or working at a fast food restaurant. Like if you lean if you're lean, if you can lean you can clean. Like that attitude is saying you do not have any autonomy when you are yeah. at work. You are the property of the of the employer while you are at work. Um, I think. Yeah, that's, and and yeah. I,
7: and I think and I think you know, but I think the specific thing with Greece is that like you know you the only way you could do that to someone in Greece is if you owned them. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, like the, Greece has wage labor, right? But the the only people who like it has wage labor, but it has wage labor for slaves, and that's yeah. like it, right? Like it, it this. You know, and this is this is not like obviously not to say that like you know we're like having a job is the same thing as slavery, but it, it's just to say that like the the kinds of things that we think of as normal, like are things that like the people who, you know, the, the people who run the system, the people who you know get cited all the time to justify stuff would have looked at as like the worst thing that could possibly have happened to a society yeah for
6: sure for sure like daily
7: life
4: for a very substantial chunk of of the american workforce is a would be a nightmare to large percentages of the the human population prior to uh, the modern period like it's it's and, and and if you think about it that way like one of the things graeber does a good job of going into um uh, is like the way in which Uh, And this is also something that comes up in in Tribe by Younger, the way in which, like, during the early period of uh, colonization of North America, um, it was very common for, you know, Europeans... To leave the the cities and, and towns being established behind, um, and and join up with indigenous and join with the groups. tribes, yeah. The reverse never happened, like yeah, it, like <laughs> not willingly, not without kidnapping being a part of it, um. And it's because like their attitude was they were looking at the the lives these people were living in these cities, and like, well, why would you agree to do that? <laughs> And um, this is turning, anyway, Garrison, you should you should take us back on the rails. This but, is getting but more and more. Like, but first, it's,
6: it's time for products and services. You know what has
4: nothing to do with the fact that human beings uh, are forced to labor for basic necessities in order to keep up a system that steals the freedom of the many in order to provide impossible liberty to the few? You know what isn't related to that?
5: You sure? The
4: advertising yep, absolutely.
5: industrial complex.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Not, has nothing to do with it. Totally unrelated. Why would you say that, Garrison? By the way, did you know that McDonald's egg muffin is turning fifty years old and it's giving the breakfast stop sandwich it, a price stop to? Stop it. They're 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 selling it for its original price of sixty three cents during breakfast hour, six AM to ten thirty AM, uh, exclusively on the McDonald's app. I, um I, isn't I that cannot, cool? I
6: can't. I can't. Do
4: you guys do you guys want egg McMuffins for sixty three cents? That's the original oh. price. I wonder what
5: else the McDonald's app is looking at on my phone. Anyway, here's some ads
4: <laughs> Oh, we're back, and we're talking about anti-work. We're talking about how work's kind of bullshit for our jobs. Um yeah, yeah, we sure are. We <laughs> That's sure are) for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, like I mean, there is there yeah, there's sorry. a lot of
5: people who who like enjoy stuff like gardening, fishing, carpentry, cooking, and even like you know fist like, fighting,
4: com- sure, fist fighting,
5: yeah. computer programming, just for their own sake. Like a, a, a lot of the stuff that we like quote unquote needs to, uh need for. Uh, yeah. for society to function. A lot, a lot of those things people like doing for, as hobbies in their spare time. For, for, for
4: example, if you're a police officer, okay. gunning down a man in cold blood might be kind of like your day job and like frustrating and there's a lot of shit you have to deal with. If you're a oh, mass well, shooter though, you you um, just love it, you know? You're just doing it for the pure version. love and it's not work. It's not I mean, work for a mass shooter, that, it that is, is for a cop, That you know?
5: is exactly what the Kyle Rittenhouse thing is though. Yeah, like, 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 exactly. like, actually, like, like literally that, that is, I, that, yes, that is see, what that, that
4: is. That, that, this is... We, we i mean we're not going to get the verdict today it doesn't look like not it. today
5: um, which isn't but, a bad sign anyway, but by the by, by the time this airs it may already be done um mm-hmm. but anyway like a, 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 lot, a, lot of, a lot of people like doing those things without getting paid and sometimes you know often like costing themselves money right a lot of these hobbies are, are uh, you know are costly in their own in their own right mm-hmm. um and i think it's interesting to you know think think of a society where you're able, where you're free to do those things when you feel like it and mm-hmm. you don't need to drag yourself out of bed at uh, you know early in the morning to work a, to work a 10 hour shift as like well, a cash it, register
4: and it's not just even when you feel like it cuz there will th- be things that you have to do even if I will discuss this later yes. yeah 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 in any like yes, I, there, but there is it's other not things. it's it's not work if you're if you're going out and harvesting food that feeds you in your community that's no. that's not and like work in the sense that we talk about modern work
5: the ma- m- amount of extra energy we have by not having 10-hour yeah. horrible shifts that drain ourselves mentally and physically and more in with you know with the amount of most of the work that we people do as shown in david graper's bullshit jobs is like not necessary like a lot of like a lot of the work that we do as a whole is Nonsense. Yeah, there's, like, there's some
4: quibbling about – because the, the book was based off of a study, like a, a survey that kind of showed a lot of – a very significant chunk of the labor workforce thinks their job is, like, pointless and doesn't do anything. And there's been some criticisms of that, but it is undoubted that a, a very significant amount of total labor time spent is stuff that isn't necessary for I mean, any, like, like, reason of, like, making people's lives better.
5: And another part of like anti work theories is looking is looking at our society as it's built, you know, because it is it is tied to anarchism. and Be like, how much of this is actually necessary? Like, how, do we? Do we really need a McRib? Like,
4: do we? Do Whoa, we, guys? you we don't. What, what,
5: what are you? Garrison,
6: we do not. Sophie, we do not. Sophie,
4: call HR. No. We don't need a McRib.
6: We do not so,
4: need a McRib.
6: Garrison about- is 100%. No, normal. listen to I them. did the company training, them. and they said you can't. We don't need a McRib. In-
4: so, they, the company training says you can't attack someone for their religion, and Garrison just attacked the McRib, so. That actually
5: is, you know, it is a religion for a lot of people. It did is. you see that they 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 or they they did sell a McRib NFT a few weeks ago? Um, Don't anyway. tell me okay. that
6: shit. That is so upsetting.
5: God, God.
6: damn it. Yeah. Oh.
7: Yeah. Just Thanks. saying, society with no money would yeah. not have NFTs. Yeah. <sighs> oh, so, it anyway. would not.
5: Gosh. you know, you know think, thinking of like anti-work as as the theory, you know, it's about cutting down those those unnecessary things that fill people's time. Um, and, you know, and for a more, you know, forward, forward looking sense, it's, it's a general kind of like app, ab- like abolition of the producer and consumer based society. Um, so, you know, life is not dedicated to the pr- production and consumption of, of goods and commodities. So, you know, this, th- this applies not, not just to capitalism, but also to, you know, like state socialism, um, where, you know, work is still, you know, a big part of state socialism. Um, and I think, you know, it's. Humans, it 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 posits a future that humans can be way, way way more free when they you know can reclaim their time from jobs and employment um, instead of you know spending a lot of their time doing that and then spending spending a lot of like not not just time but also just like their energy right because even if you work you know eight hours a day you still have majority of the day to yourself but you're exhausted you can't do it you yeah. can't do much right it 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 drains you of everything so. Yeah you know the, the 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 main point one of the main points of like of the abolition of work essay by bob black is about like there's no one should work because because work is, is as defined as like as, as like a, as like a forced labor practice um is you can kind of track this to being the source of most of the misery in the world from you know in in individual people um who are forced to do this so like this is where a lot of a lot of their pain comes from um, is, is this, is this, is this forced labor concept? Um, I think, I think a, a good, a good way, you know, uh, there is, you know, the point that Robert brought up earlier is like, you know, what about the tasks that aren't fun? You know, what about, what about the stuff that isn't, isn't maybe as, as enjoyable? Um, you know, there's, this, there's, yeah. there's a list, a list of things that the that standard could, that response is who's
4: going to clean up the poop, right? Who's going like, to clean the poop, right? That's the, poop. that's
5: the thing. So, you know, I, I kind of, I, I kind of, I kind of look at this. As like the I kind of kind of look at this as like whenever I have to like turn the compost, which mm-hmm. is not my favorite thing to do. I, I I don't look forward to having to turn over our massive shitty rotting compost pile. It's not not my favorite thing. Um, yeah,
4: that's but... why we have the whip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
5: <laughs> but no, like if there's if 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 there's like friends around and we're playing music and we're all we have like some like. Have I have have like an iced tea or a Dr Pepper, and we're like talking as we're turning the compost. It's a lot more doable, you know. It's it, there's, there's, yeah. it's 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 one task that's going to help all of us in the future, um, and I'm not getting watched over by a boss to fill a certain quota so I can pay my rent. Right? It's 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 this it's this, it's this thing that helps everybody, and I do I, I I and I do it because I want our, I want the goal of it to succeed. So there, there, there's there's, gonna, there's always going to be tasks that are less pleasant than others. Now, what, what we can do is, you know, imagine a world where the amount of work actually needed to be done is greatly reduced so that the tasks that are necessary and some of them unpleasant can be spread out um, and among more people because less people will be wasting upwards of eight hours a day, five days a week, doing mostly pointless time-filling work. Because, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's going to be things that suck and we'll be able to do those a lot better if there's more people and we don't have to waste our times yep. doing stuff that is is <sighs> honestly a lot more bullshit than actually scooping bullshit wow what a good joke
6: speaking of Thanks. scooping good bullshit it's time for it's time to scoop up some more ads
4: wait really haven't we done two no we
6: only no we only did only
5: did one. only did one. Oh, all right we, we well we went a
4: while without doing one Guys, uh, listen to the products because everyone loves a, a, a service. It's not like the thing we're talking about is bad. It's different than that, so it's fine.
5: Yep, we're back, and we're still still talking about anti-work. Um, I, I do. This is something that the, the Crime Think Workbook uh, points out, and you know, it's a pretty it's a pretty obvious thing. I've I've certainly thought of this before. Is that you know, we've been told that the like technological progress will soon liberate humanity from the need to do work or from you know having to do work as much. Um, and today we have the capabilities that you know our ancestors couldn't have even imagined for for the amount of work that we could get done. Um, but these predictions still like aren't true. We're still working more than ever, even though we have developed so much. Um, technologically we're still working more than ever and it, I think it's silly to think that we'll, we'll, we'll reach like a magic threshold where somehow now we have less work to do uh, because we'll have like I don't know like robots being a server at, at, a, at a McDonald's or whatever right we're, there's still there there's still is forcing people into this thing because this is the only way that we can live right this is we've, we've built our whole society around getting work for money so this is the only the only thing that we can do
7: yeah, David Kreiber one of the things he argues in bullshit jobs is that basically you know, okay, so so if if you have like you have the Soviet economy, right? Okay, so the Soviet economy has has a policy of of full employment. And for a little bit they were like, okay, what if we make everyone work less and then they stopped and then like everything went to shit. So, you know, okay, but if 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 you can't make people work less hours and everyone has to work, what do you do? It was like, okay, well you pay a bunch of people to like stand at a doorway, right? Now we also do this, and, and, and one, of, one of Graeber's, like, funniest points that he brings up is that the, the, the total number of bureaucrats in the ex-USSR, like, increased dramatically after uh, the USSR fell, which is incredible. Yeah. And, you know, what, what it points to is that, like, yeah, you know, Graeber called this total bureaucratization, which is that, you know, what what we did instead of, like, giving ourselves more free time is created this just, like, endless, enormous, incredibly violent bureaucracy that all of us have to spend all of our time, like, Dealing with bullshit from our insurance companies and like fighting with like the Comcast service person and all of this just like, you know, in- incredibly violent, dehumanizing stuff that, you know, it, it-, it's-, it- it's a make work program. Right. It's- but it's a make work program that just the work that it makes is everyone is making everyone's lives miserable and we could just not do this.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I mean. We could. We, uh, it, it's always more complicated than that, right? Because the the thing that is when we talk about anti-work, the thing that's on the other side of this is like, okay, well, what if you get a kid? How, how are you going to yeah. fe- feed that kid? Like, <sighs> what if, what a, yeah. It, like, yeah, how are you going to keep him in a house? Like, how? Are, this and is... th- not just if you have a kid, but like, yeah, you people die in our society when they do not have access to adequate resources. And the only way to have access to adequate resources is to be born rich or to work. Those are your options. Yeah, this is why um, I without think... without robust mutual aid and a commitment by a lot of people to try to make sure that a lifestyle is sustainable outside of you know this system, like it's not impossible, but it it's somewhere along the line there has to be input. I mean, yeah, like be, we, we've been talking you can live about in a squat anti- and be a freegan, but yeah.
5: We we were talking about anti work as like as kind of like a broad hopeful like future goal in some mm. other you know post scarcity well not not post scarcity but it, like it's, post like a post crumbling post kind of collapse future but I think you know for us now as you know the anti work subreddit is about people now right the anti work subreddit yeah. is not about a future world I think the anti work now is like an alternative to the obsession with living your life with the goal of a career. Um, yes, it's about, you know, it's, it's like a project to radically reframe the how we think of work and leisure. Um, It's like like like, like a cognitive antidote to like the, the to, like this culture of like hustle and hard work, which is like taken over our minds and, and, and our time. So if, like, yes, for, for, for those who can't just yeah. resign from their job for whatever reason, whatever moment, the, the, the anti-work is about like thinking of this movement as like the antithesis to the mainstream capitalist hustle culture. You know that that includes like slacking off more, finding ways to waste time, possibly even finding ways to steal or scam your boss. I I've, I've read certain certain alleged uh ways of doing this inside the anti work. Yeah,
4: Garrison's subreddit. had my car for days. I don't even know where <laughs> where they got it from, but yeah.
5: <laughs> no, but like you know, like there is you know like ways to like scam scam whatever corporation you work for, right? That, that I, there's, there's been examples shared in the anti Reddit in, in in the anti work subreddit. So you know it's about actually like. Finding, you know, making sure that you hate your work because you should, and then figuring out how to live your life with that in mind. And I think what, what one of the really hard parts about this is for people who like kind of like their job, for people who are like, who, th- who like either like their job or think it's like kind of important or like they're special to have it, right? It's like, oh, you're like, I'm lucky to have su- such a good job. Because like when you're stuck in that mindset, you can often put in like a lot of extra unpaid labor because you think oh, yeah. it's important because you're like oh no this is worth doing because it's going to have some like benefits to the world so you end up like putting in actually more work that you, you don't actually get paid for and like it's about trying to like kill that instinct as well So that's a, a whole a whole way to think about like working because like we're going to be stuck a lot of people are going to be stuck doing it for a, for for a while so how can you yeah. kind of reframe what we do on the job and how kind of jobs live in our minds when we are at home
4: and and i i think the best thing about what you've said in my opinion is the idea that like this is not the importance is not on whether or not this this causes everyone to stop having to work immediately like whether or not it leads to uh, you know directly to like the, the measure of success of this movement isn't that nobody ever has to work again that's a that's a long term goal the yep. measure of the success of this movement is that people accept in mass that no the American dream, as it's sold to people, is not a good thing. To It's not a thing to aspire to. Work is bullshit, and we should aspire to a society that doesn't do it. It's getting back, honestly, like it's getting back to some of the shit that people were talking about in like when the Jetsons was on TV. The idea that like, well, with labor-saving devices, the like a hard work week will be four hours, and like that's the way life will be for everybody. And like – um, and the it, it's the acceptance that, like, no, a better future involves me not having – it involves no one having to spend 40 hours a week of their limited human life working at a fucking Sonic or, like, listening yeah. to some middle manager berate them for not answering phones fast enough. Um, that doesn't exist for any human being in a, a world that is achievable and better than the one that we live in. Like, convincing people of that and getting that to be widely accepted – is I think what I think what is what I would consider the terms of victory in in this particular struggle.
5: Yeah, kind of moving on from this side of things into like the Great Resignation and the other kind of things that people are doing. So um, in in August alone, four point three million Americans voluntarily left their jobs. Um, and the rate of people quitting ha- increased to a uh, a a a decent a, a decent uh, record high of like a two point nine percent, according to the uh, Bureau of Labor and Statistics. So, and this, this 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 has been a growing trend. You can look at like I think June was like a like a little under four million. Uh, August was four point three. So like it was you know it's it's ramping. I I, I don't know what uh if, I don't know if we have data for September or, or October yet. This was the most recent one I could find. Um. So, yeah, like it's stuff. Stuff is stuff is going up. People are because people are like a, a big part of the anti-work subreddit is like, yeah, if your job sucks, you can quit it and probably find another one that pays better in decent time, especially 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 right now. Like right now, if your job is really terrible, you have a decent chance of finding a better one. Um, this wasn't the case like two years ago. Um, it is the case at, at, at this moment. So a, a lot of the anti-work cyber is like, yeah, quit your job, like say fuck you to your boss and leave. Uh, because if they're being shitty, then they don't deserve to have you. Um, yeah. So resigning has, been, has been, been a big part of this. And there had there has been attempts at other kind of organized stuff. And this kind of falls into, in my opinion, this kind of falls into the same kind of traps as soul internet organizing kind of always does. So the, the big thing that they're organizing for is called uh, Black Friday Blackout, which is about kind of trying to get everyone to as many people as possible, to not work Black Friday um, and not buy anything on Black Friday. Um, so, like, a, a, a post from the subreddit here is like, spread the word. Call in sick if you're forced to work black- on Black Friday. Spend time with your family instead. Remain at home and participate in your favorite activity on Friday, November 26th. Talk to your family and friends about about your work-life struggles. Pass out flyers. Join r slash anti-work. Um, so... This is, you know, I think this kind of falls into the same, like, you know, general strike organized online stuff that we talked about before, how kind of like a lack of like real like in-person solidarity and like non-internet, you know, networking and organizing results and stuff like this, just, you know, like proposed like one day strikes or actions that are ultimately kind of non-effectual, right? Like they can be like a good symbol sometimes, but like you know they're not it, it, it's not it's not really going to matter that much even even if it works what w- i think it'd be cool if literally no store was open on black friday cuz everyone quit yeah that would be rad but that's that's not i don't that's not going to really happen um it, it it would be fun if it did but like realistically it's it's not it's not going to happen and there is people on the subreddit who also point this out there 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 was there was a, a reply to this post that was like oh look an- another online call for a general strike with no union support whatsoever don't worry y'all this one's this one's definitely going to work um, so it's like, yeah, like, uh, there, a lot of people in the sub also recognize that, like, without, like, actual, like, organizing support um, and in-person stuff and, you know, networks to support people on, like, you know, lengthy strikes, these types of things are kind of, are, are mostly symbolic actions that will have, you know, in the end, little, little impact. Um they they may make you feel powerful as you're doing them, which is you know which is good. That is a, a lot of activism is actually just just about you feeling powerful in that moment. Um, but you know, in as as an end goal, it's, remember it's important to be remember to think like it's not it's this isn't you know this isn't gonna reach whatever anti work utopia. Which I I I know people people organizing it aren't thinking that. But you no. know it's 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 important to keep this within context of like the limits of of of, of online organizing. You know. So yeah, a, lot, and- a lot of people like recommend, you know, focusing on organizing your own workplace and community, um, discussing, you know, discussing having discussions with with unions kind of in in your area, um, and yeah, a, a part part of part of kind of the part of the reply to, to this original like uh, Black Friday blackout post that that someone that someone wrote was was uh, uh Seriously, though, I I would love for an actual general strike to kick off, but these online calls for general strikes with no union involvement, no demands, no supports for strikers of any kind, no nothing whatsoever beyond social media hashtags don't do anything. Focus on organizing your workplace and your community. Discuss with unions, which might be sympathetic to what criteria... what criteria they might need from such a drastic action? There's a lot of unions on strike right now, so if there ever was a time to kick one off, it's now. Most general strikes in the past started off with specific strikes that started pulling in other unions and solidarity than anything else. Focus on that, and we might get somewhere. Which I think is is a decent is a decent advice for mm-hmm. the people who are really dedicated onto this kind of like g- general strike thing. Is yeah, that is that is that is um, pretty pretty good advice in in my opinion.
7: I want to say something kind of briefly, just in general about general strikes because I think we've talked about it a lot on here. But they're really, really hard. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. there's, there's an example, like, and I, like just just to get a picture of like how how actually hard it is to pull off. Um, it, there was there was one in Sudan in, in, in summer of 2019, and you know, I mean, this this is in the middle of a revolution, right? The the like, every, like, Sudan is incredibly highly organized; it's incredibly militant. People have been like. You know, I mean, like the the, the, like the chant in the street is like, uh, you cannot kill us. We are already dead. Like, you know, they and, you know, and and it's the the whole revolution is being led by the Sudanese Professional Association, which is an association of like 17 trade unions. Right. So this this is a population that is enormously better organized than like anything really that exists in the U.S. And, you know, in, in, in the middle of the summer.
8: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
0: Focus
1: Features presents Back to Black.
0: I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles.
1: Experience the music and her story.
0: Know this, I ain't no fire girl.
1: Like never before.
0: That's my daughter. That's my
2: Amy.
1: On the big screen.
0: I wanna be remembered.
7: the army opens fire and starts killing protesters and so they call a general strike and you know the the turnout is massive right they have millions millions upon millions of people show up to the strike and on day one it's successful and then on day two of the strike people start having to pull out especially people in the informal sector because even with the level of organization they have they can't support everyone and by about day three most of the strike has collapsed because even even with levels of organization they had even with you know the coordination even with the fact that they're in the middle of a revolution they just they they couldn't support particularly the people in the informal sector, so th- this stuff is really, really, really hard, and yeah it know, is even it even, is definitely even, hard even, yeah, like even even highly organized highly motivated people who are you know like literally willing to fight to the death will lose, and that's that's something that you have to sort of keep yeah, in mind that's what when, I think when you're talking about this because
5: a lot of people are more focused on kind of their individual resignations, finding other ways of making money and just slacking off at work in general because those yeah. are a lot a lot easier than trying to organize a general a mass general strike right now. And I think what one, one of the really optimistic things about this whole anti-work thing including including the subreddit is that it has made some bank executives kind of nervous. Yeah. Um <laughs> there was a fantastic article by Yahoo Finance. Now by fantastic I mean funny for me. You know, they 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 did not think it was as funny. Um, about uh, they talked with like the the Goldman Sachs CEO, um, and uh, and he, they pointed to uh, the anti-work subreddit of being what was the what was the phrase um, a long run risk to 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 labor force participation.
4: Good. <laughs> this is see that that when I first read that in the article, I just like flashed. To my head, in my head, to that scene from uh, Starship Troopers where uh, Neil Patrick Harris puts his hand on the brain bug and goes, (laughs) "It's afraid, it's (laughs) afraid." (laughs) Yeah,
5: yeah. He 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 said, um, uh, "We see some risk that workers will elect to maintain out of the workforce for longer, provided they can afford to do so." Um, Pretty, pretty good stuff. And and pretty good stuff.
7: Another thing that's worth mentioning that hasn't been talked about very much is that. So this is actually kind of working in some sense, like the the, the, the last few months or especially 2020 in general, in the last few months in particular have seen basically like the highest levels of wage increases that we've seen in decades. So, you know, like, yeah, yeah we, we haven't overthrown capitalism yet, but like if, if you can keep quitting your job, keep quitting your job at, at your regular job, work less, keep doing it. It's working.
4: <laughs> yeah,
7: this is stuff I wish we, we need to. In the
4: future, I, I would like us to be focusing more on stuff like that. Like this, that is a legitimately, as you point out, Chris. There's a lot of reasons to be very optimistic about about some of the numbers that we're getting uh, uh, from what is happening to labor right now. Um, and it is important, as we all like, right now, we're all miserable because we're sweating through the written house case. It is important to talk about stuff like that. That, like, yeah, some shit people's doing is 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 hitting home. Some motherfuckers have found the glowy. Vulnerable spot on the the boss monster, and it's it's Turns doing out it's the just weird. Not working. <laughs> yeah, it's just not working. Yeah, like again, as we started the series with, like, yeah, general strike is is kind of the best available solution. Yeah, um, or path to a solution uh, that I can find. Um, but anyway, uh, what 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 else I we think, got, Garrison? I, I are we, think are that we good? that does
5: it for us today. I know is that a sewed Chris, Chris have we has. Casted? Chris, yeah, has some we'll do more special some special like sequel stuff mm-hmm. happening uh so tune in uh tomorrow yeah for our anti-work in china and, and for, like like
7: yeah. all of the it's best lit.
4: sequels this <laughs> one will be directed by james cameron um <laughs> so we're all very excited uh um, to bring
5: our pal james onto the pod to bring to our pal james
4: and the reanimated corpse of stan winston um it's going to be oh amazing God. so check it out <laughs> bye
5: bye everybody
6: Rodski, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space, activist on the gender division of labor, attorney and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're uncovering why society makes it so hard for women to treat their time with the value it deserves. So, take this time out with us. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 90210MG, join Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them All the good stuff that happened off camera. Get all the juicy details of every episode that you've been wondering about for decades as 90210 super fan and radio host Sissony sits in with Jenny and Tori to reminisce, reflect, and relive each moment from Brandon and Kelly's first kiss to shouting Donna Martin graduates. You have an amazing memory. You remember everything about the entire 10 years that we filmed that show. And you remember absolutely nothing of the 10 years that we filmed that show. (laughs) Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: The art world, it is essentially
0: a money laundering business.
3: The best fakes are still hanging on people's walls, you know. They don't even know or suspect that they're fakes.
0: I'm Alec Baldwin, and this is a podcast about deception, greed, and forgery in the art world. You knew the painting was fake. Um... Listen to Art Fraud starting February 1st on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Fuck work! Uh, Hey, 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 hey. Good introduction. i'm robert evans this is it could happen here that was chris garrison's also here so is sophie uh, who is is changing her name to sophie what is your new name uh sophie.com arena sophie.com arena she's doing this to deal with the trauma of the fact that los angeles just agreed to change the name of the chase bank arena to (laughs) crypto.com oh staples center sorry i'm getting my arenas named after venal (laughs) brands mixed up
6: (laughs) Yeah, why couldn't people buy more binder clips? Speaking of the (laughs) pointlessness of work,
4: there are people laboring right now who worked at Staples so that Staples would have enough money to name a place where people go do sports after a place where people get fucking pencils. Um or and now apps. Staples has declined enough that it's just crypto.com. Fucking crypto.com. <laughs> Fucking crypto.com. Look <laughs> I mean,
6: upon I, look I'm upon ye, the works so of
4: cryptocurrency, <laughs> ye formerly mighty Staples in despair. <sighs> <sighs> Fucking the Osman Dias of the office supply world. I don't know. Whatever. Right, Chris, right, what gonna, are we talking about?
7: We're we're, Can I we're talk going about to aphenesia place- yet. No, the it the comes in the middle, but right all now right, we're we're, right. we're going to go to a all place right. where they, they, they banned crypto mining for the most part. So, and that, that place is China. And I, I wanted to talk about specifically a lot of stuff that's been going on the Chinese internet and what's been going on in Chinese labor, because so, so Garrison, Garrison told me we we're doing an anti work episode and I went, oh yeah, there's a, there's, you know, there, there's a version of this in China. And then I realized that like, A, almost no one has heard of lying flat and B, it rules and see that nobody really know in the U S knows what's going on in the Chinese internet because it's effectively siloed. And I mean, you know, there's, 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 there's lots of different ways to silo. I mean, there's, there's literally the great firewall. There's the fact that it's in different languages, people use different apps and, you know, the, the internet's become this sort of like, you know, it's, 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 it's a walled bunch of bubbles garden. that don't interact with each other. Yeah. The walled garden thing. And it's, it, you know, the, 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 the sort of national level walled garden stuff is, I think in a lot of ways, way more dangerous than, the stuff, you know, the, like, people complaining about it will stuck in an ideological bubble. And, like, that's bad, but the fact that we have bubbles like this, where it's, like, you know, the... Like,
5: with, 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 like, actual, like, basically borders, but online. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because they're enforced by yeah. governments and with force yep. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah.
7: Yeah, the place
4: it was always going to go um, once we decided not to be rad with the internet, which everyone collectively decided in, I'm going to say 2004. Okay. Yeah,
5: do you th- do you fair. think do you think do do you think do you think that was nine 9- eleven's fault?
4: Nine eleven played a role. Nine eleven did play a role. Um, the dot com boom played another yeah. role. Um, yeah. There were there there, there were a, n- a number of factors, um, but uh, we can all
7: blame it on. Let's blame it on low tax and continue. So anti work in China. Um, before we get into lying flat, which is China's. Version of anti anti-work isn't the right word because this actually started a few months before sort of anti-work blew up in the US. But b- before we fully get into that, I to, to understand what's going on here, we need to talk about something called involution. And it, could you say that again like in in info? invol involution? Invo. Invo. Invol involution. involution. Okay. Yeah. So right. this, this this is this is originally this is a very obscure anthropological term developed by my old nemesis Clifford Geertz, who's one of the most famous and most important anthropologists in history who also sucks ass and i hate him i um, thought your nemesis was noam chomsky I, I, yes also but for different reasons so <laughs> sub- should i cancel the hit
4: sub sub-nemesis.
7: sub nemesis yeah. i i have many i have many nemeses that i have to oh god we need a jody dean episode at some point um, those are
6: our enemies too now
7: thank you I i i appreciate yeah. allies mm. in my one person intellectual wars <laughs> although this does
4: seem to be a pretty boring intellectual war yeah what he's dead most so I've of won the, most by of default the <laughs> yeah. yeah that's fair
7: yeah so but what, what, what Gears was describing basically so he does his field work in Java and what he's describing what, what involution means is a system where people keep working harder and harder but there's no increase in output and so that there's, no, there's no reward for working harder and so you know in, in sure. Java you'd have these plantations right and the plantations would get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger but because each new person was only like harvesting just enough to feed themselves, uh, you never actually got any productivity increases. And so, interesting. you know, yeah, there's no there's no output increases. And which is in, not, in, in not
5: the, really the case in America in a lot of ways.
7: Yeah. And and what, what's interesting. Well, OK, so the the reason I want to talk about this also is because basically everyone who's been writing about this from major news outlets has missed about half of the story of how th- how this like incredibly obscure anthropological term that like. I don't like again. I was an anthropology major. I don't think I ever ran into evolution while I like, while I was studying anthropology. Yeah, I've never heard of that term. Yeah, and no, no one has ever heard of this. Like fucking everyone in China has like a, in, like a treatise they can spout at you about this now. Um,
6: Interesting.
7: Yeah, and and you know I, I want to talk a bit about how it emerged, and part of this is because you know in the last about two years, people have been getting increasingly pissed off at you know just the sort of incredibly competitive nature of Chinese society and particularly work and you know a lot of this is because everyone's working what's what's called 996 which is 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week and actually, actually I should make this clear: when I say everyone that's like an average schedule the schedules get a lot worse than that but 996 is the one that sort of gets the attention because a lot of people work it especially the tech industry this is you know yep. this is what we do but you know everyone focuses on the tech industry everyone ignores a bunch of migrant workers who also do this and worse and, you know, there, there's this enormous societal pressure to sort of keep moving and keep competing and keep working and simultaneously, you know, people in China today are working, like, basically as hard as anyone's worked in China since, like, people would literally collapse and exhaustion in the field during the Great Leap Forward. Like, you know, that, that's lots of people working this hard. And, but, but instead of, you know, getting rewards for this, uh, Chinese growth rates have been collapsing for a decade and... Yeah, this is you know this is a, this is the thing you you get in the U.S. too. It's like, well, okay, people were like, well, if you work how do you get into the middle class. But then you know everyone's working nine nine six. No one's getting into the middle class. The like China has incredibly low rates of social mobility, and you know, in, in, into this comes involution. But the the weird part about what's happening here is that involution doesn't enter the the, the Chinese discourse through like people complaining about work. It's it's actually a product of a bunch of middle class people complaining about Chinese industrial policy, and this is the part of the story that nobody really talks about, even though I think it's it's really interesting because, again, like this, you know, anti anti work in, in the U.S. starts on the left, right? Involution, which is the thing that's going to bring about sort of the Chinese version of anti work, is a right way is originally a right wing discourse, um, and and, and it's interesting because it's 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 a, a right wing very nationalist discourse that gets. You know the right wing part of it gets essentially expunged and it gets pulled left. So originally, you know, the, China is—I uh, don't have a more elegant way of saying this than China's leaders are more online than ours, like significantly more. Like they—they actually—that's frightening. That's hard to imagine. That no, is, that is—it's is it's, it's deeply horrifying. problematic. Like, yeah, people, people like like local government offices, right? Have like they—they they have these like internal sites that like show them what people are posting. And this this goes from the, from the bottom levels; it goes all the way up to the top. Like people actually listen to bloggers, like like they're, they're you know, so some of the, some of the people who I'm about to talk about are, are incredibly influential. In so there's there a bunch of arguments in the early 2000s about how China's going to industrialize, and they, these are basically online arguments. Um, and the guys who win that argument, uh, Xi Jinping basically takes their industrial policy and implements it. <laughs> Which is you know, which is which is scale of like how online these people are. That like yeah, people are taking economic policy from like literally. Oh, I mean no. you know it's, it's it's not solely that, but yeah, they're taking economic <laughs> policy from people arguing on the internet. Oh no, right? this is this is an incredibly <laughs> online society, and it, it you know, but it, the the worst part is that for a while it works. You know, the, the economic policy basically is they're going to increase the size of the Chinese economy by investing in sort of high tech industry and moving up the value chain. This is this has been very standard sort of Chinese economic policy for a while. Um, the problem is in the last about decade, it's 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 stopped working. And, you know, the CCP's response was to do more financialization. And this pissed off the like the, the online, they were, they were called like the industrial party. This pisses off those guys because, you know, their whole thing was don't financialize, just keep investing in like building airplanes and stuff and the Chinese economy will work itself out. And, but eventually even they can't keep making this argument because, you know, I mean, it, like it, like 2010, right? Like the, the Chinese GDP growth rate was 10%. And now it's like maybe five in last year. I mean, last year is 2020. so you know it was really low but i mean the chinese growth rate has been imploding and so what, what you get out of this is is this group of people called, called the cowists based on this guy named Kao. okay so so Kao is the guy who, who who essentially introduces the concept of involution and he's arguing that this is happening because and i'm, I'm going to quote him here uh it, people can't get quote a peaceful life get a pretty girl live in a big house because of the u.s And so the solution to this basically is is to deal with like to destroy America as a hegemon, and then once you do that, you know you can get all of these things. And as you can tell, like you know, okay, peaceful life, get a pretty girl, live in a big house. This this is like a very conservative framing of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the Chinese equivalent of of two point five kids and a white picket fence, and it has all of this sort of associated gender politics and class politics that go along with that. And, you know, and, and when, when cow and the cows are talking about evolution, what they're talking about is they're literally, they literally mean China's stagnated economy, right? So they're, they're talking about, okay, you have more inputs, you have labor and technology inputs, but the output per input is declining. And the only way to restore economic growth, the chief prosperity is by solving a decline in output by defeating the Americans. But, you know, and, and this, this is kind of a big deal. And for a while in sort of like 2019, 2020, this, this is, this is going places, but very quickly, people are like, My life fucking sucks. Like, I don't care about this econ shit or this, like, grand national struggle against the world hegemon. Like, I I care about the fact that, like, my life is this incredibly pointless, ever-escalating rat race with, like, literally no rewards. Yeah, that would that would concern me, too, if that were a
4: thing that we were capable of feeling in our country.
7: Yeah, it's... There's been some really funny stuff with Involution where, like, you read accounts of it and you'll get, like... Anthropologists going like, oh yeah, this is this is the thing that this is the thing that's unique to China, and it's like, have have you worked a job in in the U.S. <laughs> like? But you know, it, it, in, in evolution. You know, what, what happens to it over over the course of sort of 2020 is that it goes from being this general, you know, it goes it goes from being this thing that's about like specific, very specific, like technical industrial arguments about industrial policy to, uh, as one one anthropologist put it quote, the experience of being locked in competition that one ultimately knows is meaningless. And so oh, people God. start talking. Yeah, yeah. We, could, we couldn't imagine that. This is, no, yeah. And it's, you know, and people people start talking about finding individual solutions to this. And so, you know, then this is things like working less, moving to lower tier cities, getting less prestigious jobs. Um, but, you know, and, and I, and I want to think about this again, because this this is a really interesting thing where, you have a, a very incredibly right-wing, nationalistic, and sort of like, like middle-class, like nostalgia, kind of like, you know, like, uh, like milit- ag- aggressive foreign policy thing. And then it just flips. And, and part of how it flips, and this is a part of the story that is almost completely ignored, but I think is really important. Do you guys know about, there's, there's a YouTuber named Li Zhiqi. She's the biggest Chinese YouTuber. She has 16 million followers, and most of her followers are not on YouTube because you know YouTube's like blocked by the firewall. But she has she has 55 million followers on um, oh, the the, the sort of Chinese version of TikTok. And yeah, I mean, okay. she has, she has all across the world. She has a hundred million followers. Right? Like she, she's she's one of the biggest media stars in the world. And her origins are kind of unclear. The like official biography basically says that like when she was 12, instead of going to high school, she became a waitress. And then she had to like, you know, but she she she'd gone to the city and then she had to return to a rural village to take care of her grandma. And she makes these videos that are these like very soft and calming videos with like calming music of her going into the woods and like harvesting materials and making fires out of logs and like cooking things. Okay. And it's 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 just like it's you know, it's it's very much this this rural utopianism. There's there's basically yeah. no industrial technology. Yeah. It's
5: like cottage core return to nature yeah sort of yeah, yeah I, I
4: know a lot of people who watch shit like that just to like soothe them after a day of work like yeah. see somebody like dig a cave and turn it into a, like a bath or something using just hand tools or whatever
7: yeah and there's it's interesting this kind of it's almost like turned into a subgenre. but yeah. uh she's by far the the, the the biggest like version of this and you know so she, she gets picked up by a media company and it, uh, from uh, 2015 2016 it goes viral and you know, and it's interesting because so she's doing this because so she she has to go back to like take care of her grandma, and so she like opens a store, and she's trying to support herself by and like her grandma by opening a store, and so the videos were like a way to promote the store, and then you know now she has a hundred million followers, and she she gets adopted as this kind of like like national culture ambassador, I guess by the state, sure, and and it's just you know so there's nothing overtly political about these videos at all. Right. Which is essentially offering and like trying to sell is this, you know, this like fantasy of retreat from industrial modernity into rural life. Yep. And I think it's really easy to look at that aesthetic and go like, this is basically fascist. Like this is reject modernity, embrace tradition. Some cetera, people
5: online, when they see that, immediately sees up and is like, oh, no, it's eco-fascism. Yes. Yep. Some yeah. People do think
7: that. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, and, and I think like that interpretation, I think, is actually a lot of why it got picked up by the Chinese, by Chinese media companies and then like sort of by the Chinese state because – you know, like ha- having an actual positive utopian image of rural life is politically useful to them and something that's like not, Absolutely. I, hasn't been true since like.
5: This is, really... been, we've had this for a long time.
7: Yeah, well, no, and I, th- I think, I, I would say this, this, I think this is the thing that's different in China is that there hasn't been like a positive conception of rural life really since, I, 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 I guess the great leap forward and then argue, like there there were some people in the Cultural Revolution, but then they actually went there and were like, oh God, this sucks. <laughs> and so, you know, so they, they needed a new one. They came up with this. But you know the thing that's different about China than the U.S. is that China's migrant worker population, like, is almost the entire size of the population of the U.S. I mean, it's yeah. it's like 270 million people, right? I mean, it's it's enormous, and yeah. and a huge number of these people, you know, some of these people are going from like city to city or like town to town, but a lot of these people are coming from from rural villages into cities, and you know, I mean, these are this is this is the backbone of the Chinese workforce. And, like these people, like they they see their family once a year, because. You know, like they 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 can't afford to go home, so they they go home once a year for New Year's because they get some time off and they come back. And and this is where, you know, the, like the, the, these videos are an obvious fantasy, but you know they they suggest an alternative to work in the capitalist city that's sort of plausible. You know, especially if you come from a rural village. And this is where this whole thing completely backfires on on the Chinese ruling class, and you know because this 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 cowist involution discourse is about to fuse. With this style of rural rural utopianism into a movement that is going to shake the foundation of work itself, but first,
5: but first ads, again, also not connected to anything we're talking about. Nope,
4: no, no. connection whatsoever. Why, Garrison? Don't even bring that up. There's no There's no reason for people to think about about the fact that about that. Don't think anyway. About it. Here's the think Washington, Washington about State Patrol. Think about ads. Yeah, think about the Washington State Highway Patrol. Primary sponsors, if it could happen here, if it happens to you, you'll want the Washington <laughs> State Highway Patrol to so be funny. fleeing over the border.
5: It's so funny. Anyway, yeah. we're trying to get it pulled, but I, th- I think it's hilarious. <laughs> we're, we're, we're
4: working on it, people.
5: I think it's um, hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, so please don't, ends.
4: please don't join the Washington State Highway Patrol. <laughs> ah, we're back, and I don't know about y'all, but. I, I thought I knew what I was talking about, and I, after those ads, I am fully Washington
7: State Highway Patrol pilled. I'm on board. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> in, in April of 2020, a, a guy on Chinese social media makes a post, and I'm, I'm just going to read it. 2020
5: or 2021? So, sorry,
7: 2021. Yeah, April 2021. So uh, yeah, I'm just going to read this post because it's kind of short and it rules. I haven't been working for two years. I have just been hanging around and I don't see anything wrong with this. Pressure mainly comes from the generation with your peers and the values of the older generation. These pressures keep popping up. But we don't have to abide by these norms. I can live like Diogenes and sleep in a wooden bucket there enjoying we sunshine. Go. I can live like Heraclitus in a cave thinking about Logos. Since this land has never had a school of thought that upholds human subjectivity, I can develop one of my own. Lying down is my philosophical movement. Only through lying flat can humans become the measure of all things.
5: Incredibly based.
7: Oh, it my God. Rules. Oh,
4: that's the best. I love that. Can I talk about Diogenes now? Yeah, is all right. That we can the, talk, we can talk the about moment? Diogenes. Let's so go. My my man, Diogenes, is he's from this trend in Greek philosophical thought during kind of the high period of, of Gre- Greek civilization where. A bunch of things come out of it. You kind of get anarchism, Western anarchism out of it. You kind of get, uh, you you get elements of like Puritan culture from it because they're, a lot of them are very much anti like the the pleasures of sex and like anything pleasing and like you don't, you don't do anything that feels good because then you become dependent on it. Like there's a whole bunch of shit going on um, and Diogenes was like one of, the, one of the first motherfuckers who were kind of playing around in this, in this philosophical space. And when he gets into, so his early life is his dad is uh, kind of a, a grifter, it sounds like. We know that he got in trouble, he and his dad got exiled for debasing currency. Which could be as simple as they were watering down, for lack of a better term, like the gold or silver in currency with less precious metals and hiding it in order to make a profit, right, and like keep the extra gold. That could be what they were doing. It also could have been like – it could have been political because some people who were doing this in Sinope I think is the city, which is now in Turkey – We're doing it for political reasons. We don't really know why, but there's actual documented archaeological evidence of this, including right around the time he would have been a child. We found from that period a cache of debased gold and silver coins that had been destroyed. So someone had like realized they'd been debased and destroyed them so they couldn't be used. So there's evidence. Anyway, he and his dad get exiled, which means from an early stage, he goes from being somewhat of means. If your dad's making the currency, you're not probably not like a poor family. Um and then they get kicked out of their city state, and they're like kind of stateless. And so Diogenes evolves over time, and like gets into philosophy. He tries to. There's this. I always forget the name of the guy that he he loved at first, but there's this philosopher who's like you know this cynical like that's the the school of thought he comes from. He's like a cynic um, that Diogenes really wants to study from, and the guy like assaults him. As, as Diogenes is like, hey man, I want to learn from you. Like he like hits him or something. This keeps happening and eventually he's like, th- this guy is like, why do you keep doing this? And Diogenes is like, you have something I can learn from uh, and so I don't really care what you do to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep persisting. And so he becomes this guy's student yada yada and the guy who he becomes the student of is like kind of a poser because he's talking about like we need to give up you know these kind of like pleasures of, of like civilized life and and return to a more simple time and like not enjoy all of these you know the benefits of wealth but he like he's also a rich guy and he doesn't give up his money and diogenes is like poor as hell um and stays that way um and so he becomes famous for he goes to athens and he becomes famous for a bunch of like troll shit. We don't actually have he wrote like 10 books. We don't have any of them. So we don't actually like know what he actually wrote in his philosophy. We just have stories from other philosophers and it's all Diogenes being a fucking troll. So like um on one occasion he it, 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 one of his big things was he believed that people that if if something was an acceptable behavior, it was an acceptable behavior everywhere, right? And so the start of this was in in Athens, you were supposed to go buy your food in the market but you weren't supposed to eat it there that was like considered rude like like to, like like kind of obscene almost and diogenes would like get food and then and usually by begging cuz he was that was the way he got everything he had no money he would like get food and he would eat it right in the middle of the market and everybody was like that's disgusting and diogenes would be like well if it's okay for me to eat it must be okay for me to eat here that's great <laughs> Diogenes took it a little bit further than that. He, uh, yeah, he, I can, he, yeah, I can see a few ways you can yeah. take this. He extended that to, if it's fine for me to urinate or shit, it's fine for me to do it anywhere. Okay, well, and that is fine.
5: I have no problem he, with that. He
4: defended but... himself masturbating yeah, it while looking at people in public as <laughs> like, if this is okay for me to do in my bedroom, why can't yes. I do this here, right? <laughs> um, it's very, like, he's 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 a troll, um, Diogenes. And he's also, like, again, the stories we have of him he, is he is like, Uber anesthetic. So, like, at one point, for a long time, the only thing he owns is a wooden bowl that's his cup and and for his food. And then, uh, uh, according to you know legend, he sees this poor peasant child drinking from like cupped hands, and he throws away his bowl. and He's really angry, and he's like, "God damn it! I spent all this effort carrying around something useless. Like I could have just put <laughs> shit in my hands." <laughs> he's he's a very entertaining character and a very the, like uh, the fun, original yeah. oogle the yeah, first one. yeah, he's absolutely an oogle, um, and he, he's yeah, he's just kind of like an endearing piece of shit. Is like his uh, the, the the idea you get, <laughs> but also like smarter than. I mean, because because fundamentally, what Diogenes is doing is he's he's saying like, hey, all this stuff that we think is important and good about our culture and and like valuable. What if it wasn't? What if none of it mattered? Yeah, he's like he's provoking the third. And he's he's big into like one of his, his re, like the things he comes back to a lot is that like dogs are clearly happier than us and like better creatures than us. So we should just seek to be like dogs. Um, and one of the ways he might have died is getting bitten by a dog and his bike <laughs> getting
7: infected. We don't really know how he died. Um, the, the other thing about Diogenes, this guy fucking hates rich people. Oh, oh, he, he, just, oh he just, yeah, yeah. bites them. It he is.
4: And he's very funny about it. So Alexander the Great, apocryphally, maybe this probably never happened, but the story is that Alexander the Great comes to Athens, you know, while he's on his his blitz through conquering the known world, and finds Diogenes. And Alexander the Great was like raised by Aristotle, right? So he knows his philosophy guys. Like he he, he's 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 seeking Diogenes out because he's a fan of this dude, probably through stories that were told to him in the same way that like I'm telling them to you now. So he like comes up to Diogenes and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm Alexander the Great. I'm a big fan. If I couldn't be Alexander the Great, I would want to be Diogenes." Um, and Diogenes responds, "Well, if I couldn't be Diogenes, <laughs> I would just want to be Diogenes, which is a fucking flex." Uh, again, okay. probably never happened, but like, incredible. I, I, wa- I
7: want to I read this meme that Garrison sent me because it it it, it happens. It's, it's absolutely a perfect description of what of what this whole thing is sort of about. So, okay, this is me. Yeah. The philosopher Diogenes was eating bread and lentils for supper. He was seen by the philosopher, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Aristippus, who was it living comfortably- It doesn't matter, some dead-ass Greek motherfucker. Yeah, some guy who's about to get absolutely destroyed. Right. Uh, he's living comfortably, f- like, flattering the king. Aristippus uh, says, if you would learn to be subservient to the king, you would not have to live on lentils. Diogenes replied, learn to live on lentils and you will not have to be subservient to the king.
4: Yeah. Oh, oh, there's birds. all sorts of based shit like that. My favorite, but yeah, no,
5: like, I, 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 so I, our guy, found our guy,
4: sub. Plato is like is like trying to determine, trying to define like a human in the simplest way possible. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, like the Platonic <laughs> ideal, and he was so he he comes to the conclusion that like, well, it's a it's a it's a it's an unwinged biped. Um, and Diogenes supposedly goes, grabs a plucked chicken, and says, "Behold a man! <laughs> like <laughs> I found Yo, a dude!" <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he rules. <laughs> um, he would he would famously walk around town in broad daylight with like a um what do you call it like a lantern like looking around and people were like what are you looking for? And he's like, oh, I'm looking for a man. He would like look at a dude and he like I'm looking for a man. And is as, as to say, like, none of you motherfuckers are people. Like, you all think <laughs> that you're human beings, but you're really just pieces he's of shit. So like, he's just an amazing asshole. Sorry that that we should move back to anti work, but that's no, what? that's who this, Diogenes it, yeah. is. It, it ties in, yeah.
7: yeah, yeah, yeah. But and this this is the funny thing: it, both 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 American and Chinese like anti work people both fucking love Diogenes. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, you very, know, and,
5: very popular on our slash mm-hmm. anti work.
7: Yeah. And and you know and the, the the thing I was reading about the like you know learn to live on lentils and you'll never like have to be subjugated by a king that that's a lot of what lying down becomes so very rapidly the, this whole thing spreads into this like really like a sort of astounding I mean, it, you know it starts out of a meme and it spreads incredibly quickly and the CCP gets like really really mad about this. Um. So, so it like so. This this starts in April, right? And in May, there's they have this like enormous media blitz, mm-hmm. where like like the 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 the, the party is like outlet basically, and Guangdong publishes like a four page long attack on the concept of lying down. Like the CCP, the uh, newspapers everywhere publish this stuff. Like the CCP, like bans the term you know lying, lying flat right. from WeChat. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because it's just like you know, they do this, but it's too late. Like it's, it's already it's always too late. Yeah, and you know, so. And th- Yep. So part, part of what lying down is, is about, you know, you have this incredibly fast paced, intense work culture, you have involution, you're working more and more, and you're getting nothing out of it. And lying flat is just going, no, like, you just lie down, you yeah, refuse nope. to work. But it, it, it's also it's more than that. And I think this this goes back to the sort of broader conception of anti work. So one, one of the, the slogans um, of this movement is don't buy property, don't buy a car, don't get married, don't have children and don't consume. And, you know, the, the last part of this which is implied is don't work. And, you know, th- th- there's a lot sort of going on here. I mean, you have, you know, it- it's not just sort of a-, a critique of, like, we work too hard. It's about, you know, it's about the sort of whole system. It's about the sort of patriarchy involved in this. It's about this sort of, like, forced capitalist consumption. It's about, like, you know, the, the fact that, like, a- literally a quarter of Chinese of China's economy, or China's GDP, is, like, all this real estate bullshit that everyone knows is going to collapse. And even when it gets built, like, sucks. Thank God we don't have anything like that here. Yeah, I know. It, it's great. It's it, the, one of one of the fun things about learning history is you get to just watch every country do exactly the same thing with their housing market, like you can yeah, do Japan do the US funny. do it. It's like it's great. It's just like
4: You also like, get why to watch Why do you
7: think this will work?
4: One 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 extra fun thing is you get to watch every country do the same thing with farms and it always ends the same Yep. You <laughs> yeah. oh, will anyway. So bad.
7: Yeah, so there, there's there's a lot of, you know, in order to sort of like facilitate this you, you know you, you get back to the Diogenes so a lot of it what's happening is people sharing tips about how to like make the cheapest food you can possibly survive on so you don't have to work and so you know and people the the, the, the guy who wrote the, the Diogenes post like he spends $30 a month and he does this by only eating dried ramen and eggs and like rice there you go like, yeah yeah that's, that's yeah. one and, way to and, do it <laughs> that's it's yeah. a way this to is, do it. Yeah. This is like the most extreme example. Actually, I don't even think it's the most extreme example. A lot of people. Oh, it's, like, what it's probably not. Things? No, no. Like, like, one of the things that happens a lot is a bunch of people just like have left their jobs to become monks. This, this is like a whole thing <laughs> sure just yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I gotta go be a Buddhist like I go uh, a and honestly to why not yeah. like yeah, absolutely <laughs> it's
4: great like a, I used to live in a place in the middle of fucking nowhere one of the most like isolated places I've ever lived that like had power um, and one of the people who was like, by neighbor, they were within several miles of us, was a monastery. This is in the United <laughs> States. And like, I went there once, because I heard they made good wine, to try and get some of their wine, and like, none of them would answer the door. I could see them inside all staring at me, but they didn't do shit. And my my overwhelming thought was like, yeah, that seems like a pretty good way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I see why you guys have picked this life. It was also during the 2016 election. So oh, I was like yeah, coming back fair. from the the RNC and the DNC and was like, <laughs> yeah, that seems smarter than what I'm doing.
7: <laughs> yeah, so there, there's a lot of, you know, yeah, that'd be the extreme example, like if people going to become monks. But like one of the things that's happening a lot is, again, you know, China has a enormous migrant worker population and people are just like, fuck this i'm going back to my village and so and, you know and this is you know this, this 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 is where they really screwed up with the youtube stuff because you know people were people you know they, they they were gambling that that you know you could just sell this as an aesthetic and you know you can sell it as an aesthetic like chinese tiktok has this integrated thing in it where like if if you if, if you plug like something to buy uh it like you you can like click it and it'll it'll take you like to a link like to to to, to the thing it's selling so you know, and so yeah, they make an enormous amount of money out of this, but you know, the 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 other side of that sword is a bunch of people where like, I don't have to work this, like, I don't have to work nine nine six in a city. I can just go home. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, and you know, and you know, so you know, as as you were talking about with the anti work stuff, it, it's not actually possible for a lot of people to leave their jobs. Not everybody. So the solution to this was, uh, there, there there's a, a culture that developed called petting fish. Which...
5: And, and b- 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 before you talk about petting fish, you said something about uh, plugging things on TikTok. And you know who, you know, you know, like pl- plugging, like, advertisements. And you know who also plugs, plugs advertisements,
7: Chris? Oh, no. Is it us? Do we us it's Joe it? Rogan. Right, right it's right Joe now. Rogan.
4: But our new sponsor is the Joe Rogan Experience, oh, no. brought to you ah. by Honda. Honda. Drive a car. Do fascism.
5: Honda? Really?
4: Yeah, Honda Garrison. Look, we don't we're not nearly a big enough podcast to get fucking to get a Toyota ad. Are you crazy?
5: Yeah, that's what we can dream big.
4: Yeah. I mean, that is the dream to sell Toyotas. I mean, we could become used car salesmen in the valley. All right, here's ads. Ah.
7: No, All right. Back. Cut that. head did fish. Come on,
4: Chris, handle Cut. it. Cut. At that, <laughs> no, keep, keep it all in, baby.
7: <laughs> yeah, so there's there's this thing called the petting fish, which is like Chinese slack off culture, and it's you know it's a bunch of people sharing tips about how to slack off at work, and it, it's it's kind of the equivalent, Sick. like, I, I, yeah, I love that it's called petting fish, and then and also like it, it is good. Yeah, it's it's kind of the Chinese equivalent of like boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I shit on company time. Yeah, and so. Cool. People do just a lot of like they have a lot of like genuinely fun things they do. Like people, people started putting like fake uh, beatings on their calendars. so People wouldn't bother them. They like they just like excellent. People don't, like, that's, that, leave. that is also
5: that is that, that's also what I do. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, the the if you want to make I, I love the term petting fish as well. But if you want to like make it sound cool, they're waging an insurgency from within capitalism. It's true by by by, t- by trying to take resources away from their employers um, without being spotted
7: yeah there's a there's a thing in volume one of capital about this that i i was like oh i could pull this up and then i was like that is too much work i'm not gonna do it so i don't mm-hmm. have the thing in volume yeah, one where it talks we about we struggling between about labor time no. but instead you get a bunch of people like this like smuggling whiskey into work taking three yes. hour lunch breaks yeah. my favorite one my, my absolute favorite one work.
4: drink at work
7: especially if you're <laughs> a nurse uh oh boy we mm-hmm. have probably killed about 50 people this is gonna fingers be crossed <laughs> fingers crossed so you, you know how like companies all have these like these really annoying like mindfulness fitness things yes so mm. one of the things people started doing was okay so you know the thing but like you have to drink eight hour eight times a day so they, they they would set these alarms that's like oh i have to go drink my water and so like every like every like 50 minutes or something they just go up and like spend 20 minutes getting water and they sit back down and it's like you've just eviscerated an enormous part of your work day and nice. and the, the product of this, you know, the CCP is really pissed off about this. And you know, you get these giant billboards that say "no lying flat, no petting fish" on them, which is something that would have been literally incomprehensible like a year ago. Yeah, no, <laughs>
1: it's
7: amazing. Yeah, and you know, and, and I, I think this is something you know, in, in the U.S., anti-work, like the actual political class, kind of has been ignoring it. I mean, you see a couple of financial analysts uh, in China. Xi Jinping, like, made a speech. It was like, he, he, you know, he gave a private speech to a bunch of high-level people in the party. And so a part of it got printed, uh, like, a month ago or something. I've, I've lost track of all time. But, like, like, like specifically in this speech that Xi Jinping is making that is published in the CCP's official, like, theoretical journal, he's, like, explicitly saying, like, don't lie flat and saying, quote, happy life is earned through hard, hard work. Ugh. And, yeah, and he also has this, he has this rant about, like, denouncing welfareism. Which is great,
4: the uh, the communist vanguard there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> preaching the immortal science. Yeah,
7: <laughs> socialism with Chinese characteristics. Motherfuckers, yeah, don't yeah, be a welfare that's, queen. That's, that's very follow fun. Xi Jinping thought. It's yeah. great, you know. And, and but it's interesting because people. This is the one people are really freaked out about. Like I saw, I saw like an American writer about this. Who you no, know, they they wrote like an article about this whole thing, and then they were like, "This is gonna, this is gonna cause inflation." He's like, this is going to be the driver of twenty first century inflation. I'm like, what? You know, people, people just use of,
5: the word inflation to mean whatever scary thing they want. Yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're
7: like, oh, this will this will increase wages, and that will lead to inflation. and We'll get the seventies again. And I'm like, oh god, well, uh-huh. maybe we'll but, get a tallow you know,
4: disco again. Did you ever think of that guy? Oh, good god, that we that we our reserves of a tallow disco are critically low.
5: So Garrison, uh, what, do you what, know what a tallow disco is? No idea.
4: That's a shame. All right, so let's continue. What,
5: what what type of like is there? Is there like any like you said? This kind of stuff started to like move leftwards. Is there any like actual like leftist organizing in these types of places?
7: <sighs> so so this is the thing I was getting to, which is that like you know people are starting to do reading groups, but the problem the problem with leftist organizing in China is that. You know, so state policy in the past three years has been like, if you poke your head above ground, you get a. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open
4: and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini games.
8: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
0: Focus
1: Features presents Back to Black.
0: I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles.
1: Experience the music and her story.
0: Know this: I ain't no spy girl.
1: Like never before.
0: That's my daughter. That's my Amy.
1: On the big screen.
0: I wanna be remembered.
7: Arrested, so you know. I mean, the, in in 2018, for example, there was there was a, a strike at Jasic, and you know, a bunch of student groups who've been organizing for a long time like tried to do solidarity with it, and they all got arrested. The people who were strike, the people who led the strike, got arrested. All the, the students who were doing solidarity got arrested. People like p- people got arrested for like like dancing with like like university students got arrested for like like dancing with the people who were like cleaning the floors. Uh, yeah, oh, so God, you know, that, yeah, it's, that, like, that's level- a little bleak yeah like the the, 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 the emotional science repression, yeah like it's it's <laughs> incredible in like you know and the other thing that you can see about this was so so for example there was there was a guy doing like delivery driver organizing it was kind of weird he was like kind of an entrepreneur kind of doing delivery driver organizing like he got arrested and then you know like a couple of weeks later the CCP was like oh we're gonna like do things to improve <laughs> the conditions of uh of, of delivery drivers and you know who knows if that's gonna happen but like you know, basically like any anyone out for some reason, the, the people in the tech sector have been able to get away with more for reasons that are probably class based. And I think this yeah. not take them yeah. seriously in the way that they do with students and factory workers. Yeah. But, you know, and, and actually, I mean, the fact that the, the tech workers like kind of recently like there, there was a tech worker thing calling for like like democratic control of production, which is wild. But other than those guys, like you can't, you know, you can't stick your head up. You get flattened. So th- this has sort of been the result of this, which is this like, you know, the 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 sort of the like lying flat is this is, you know it's this mass decentralized movement that you know th- there's there's no one to hit with a hammer, and you know and and I think like okay so one one of the other quotes that's that's been going around about lying flat is it's it's a poem it doesn't poem as well in English but you know <sighs> uh, this this is the best we've got. Lying flat is to not bow down. Lying flat is to not kneel. Lying flat is to stand up horizontally. Lying flat is a straight spine. And so, you know, what, what, what's basically happening here is is it's a combination of, of the, the the tendencies you see in the U.S. where, you know, a bunch of people, terrible jobs, realizing that everything's pointless. And then also, this is a way you can, like, this is a way you can, like, fight your boss without, like, the police showing up. Yeah. And so there's there's some interesting like political stuff. So there, there's there, there's 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 if you if you look at the document there's there's a bunch of memes here because they're great. Uh, so there, there's there's been a thing with these people talking about how people are leaks, which are like they're leaks, they're harvested over and over again, and they're being exploited. And like the plants, yeah, yeah, like yeah, like leaks, like yeah, you eat. And so they have this thing: it's uh, leaks that lie flat cannot be so easily harvested, and it's just like a knife going like. Like like a machete, like trying to swing at a bunch of leaks, but the leaks are flat, so they can't hit them. And I like see what that you, too. I see what you did I, there. I like I like all of this. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 you know, and so and so. What the, the the product of this is that yeah, like this 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 has this stuff has actually been effective enough that the CCP like you know I mean the CCP is is taking it seriously, but you know there's not much they can do about it because. Like, if, if, if someone's just like, oh, I, I'm going to go from a, a job that's really high stress to one that's less high stress, like, what are you going to, are you just going to arrest them? Like, what, what are you going to do? And so this, yeah, th- this, this has been building for a while now. And I don't know, who, who knows exactly like where it's going to go, but it's, it's, it's already. You know, it, it, it's something that people can do as an individual in a place where organized political action is impossible in, in, in a way such that, you know, their, their individual actions have a collective effect, but one that can't be just, you know, pounded down.
5: Yeah. I mean, it is certainly interesting to see two completely yeah. separate like anti-work style movements arise yeah. basically around the same yeah. same exact time yeah. with the same exact points. If you're um, in totally different languages, right? If you're you know?
4: someone who's interested in massive global revolutionary change, this should probably be a thing that you are yeah. looking at and studying and thinking a lot about because perhaps while we're arguing about shit that people started talking about in the 1870s, this this might be a, a better thing to do than than that because uh, because it's it seems like there's some potential here.
7: Yeah, and I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, if 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 you if you know any 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 actual revolutionary project that makes the world better is going to have to be international, yep. And that's I, been yep. you know that 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 that's been the bane of all revolutionary movements forever. But you know, okay, so we have you know that we 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 have something the Chinese and American working class agrees on, which is yep. Diogenes is based in work sucks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
4: So as you go forward into your life this week, um. Take a page from Diogenes' book and go shit on the shit floor on the of a free people. <laughs> shit, uh, shit on the floor of a free people, or yeah, uh, free people are in an H and M. Go f- walk into one and yeah. just 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 go absolutely ruin that tile. I mean, fuck it. up. This is
5: why my 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 biggest political advice to friends, who has always been, learn to run fast. Because if you learn to run fast, you can do so many more fun things. You can take a ship in a store and then run fast and it's done, right? (laughs) The problem is is that a lot of people Mm -hmm. Like who who wanna do this can't run fast enough. And yeah. have, so learn to run fast it, do this. There we go. It's
4: like Mao said, all political power comes from being able to shit really fast and then <laughs> from the doors of a free people. Just get the <laughs> hell
7: out of there. <laughs> the immortal science. <laughs> Look, I, I think I, I think I think we should leave with, with the, 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 the 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 real immortal science, the, the immortal words of a skeleton <laughs> from the share zone, just mm-hmm. walk out. You can leave work mm-hmm. social things movie home class dentist clothes shops too fancy weed store cops if you're quick friendships if it sucks hit the bricks yeah
4: yeah as as some comedian who i can't remember now said always have an exit plan like that 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 should be your thought for everything everything the, in the hit world hit the bricks hit the fucking bricks get out anyway get out of this podcast episode now
3: From Cavalry Audio comes the new true crime podcast, The Shadow Girls. I always wanted to know what it felt like to kill somebody. he started laughing. Prosecutors described him as a serial killer savant. Picking up these girls, getting them in a position of vulnerability, when he got a hold of their neck, that was it. I'm Carolyn Osorio, a journalist and lifelong resident of the Pacific Northwest. I grew up near the banks of the Green River and in the shadow of the killer, that bears its name. How many times did you bring the camera? One time. Just one time? One time. He started
0: fantasizing about having sex with his mother. Then he fantasized about killing her.
3: But this podcast isn't only about tracking down the killer. It's about the victims. We stayed in the woods.
6: He always liked to go in the woods. He was just, to all of us,
3: kind of strange you know how he feels about prostitutes? Listen to The Shadow Girls on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts
2: give us your attention we need everything you got fast waiting on reparations we be the illest podcast tune in every thursday politics and wordplay we fight for the people because they got us in the worst way from
5: the hill to brazil bombay to kanye
2: from the left enclave to what the neocons say
5: every thursday cop the heady
2: conversation and then break us off with some bread because we waiting, waiting on, on reparations. reparations listen to waiting on reparations on the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
7: Welcome to It Could Happen Here, a podcast about things falling apart and what you can do about it. My name is Christopher Wong, and today I'm going to be talking about sabotage. But this is not the episode on sabotage that you expect. I will not be discussing, for example, the destruction of machinery, throwing monkey wrenches, slowdown strikes, or the myriad of other tactics that workers have used since time immemorial to strike back at their bosses. No, instead, I'm going to be talking about a far more common an infinitely more dangerous form of sabotage. Corporate sabotage. Now, the most conspicuous form of corporate sabotage is the mass destruction of a corporation's own products. The fashion company Burberry, for example, destroyed $370 million of its own product in one year alone. Louis Vuitton and Chanel also systematically destroy their own unsold stock every year, joining H&M and literally lighting their unsold products on fire in order to prevent anyone from using them. Quote Business Insider, Richemont, the owner of Cattelier Montblanc, destroyed more than 400 million pounds of watches over a two-year period after an excess in goods in the Asian markets. Nike has also admitted that a New York store slashed unsold traders before throwing them away, and last year an Urban Outfitters employee said he was instructed to pour green paint on the unsold stock. These, of course, are only the stories that have made it into the press. And this behavior is by no means limited to high fashion. Grocery stores routinely throw away enormous quantities of unsold goods. And when communities realized they could feed people in need by taking the still-good products from grocery store dumpsters, the stores began to destroy the food intentionally. But these acts of destruction, as callous and horrifically greedy as they are, are by no means the extent of corporate sabotage. To explain, I turned to the work of the economist Thorsten Veblen, Feblin is perhaps best known today for the theory of conspicuous consumption, but he wrote extensively on corporate sabotage. In the first part of The Engineers and the Price System, a work that is broadly ignored even by his followers, Feblin wrote a section called On the Nature and Uses of Sabotage. From that work, writers and speakers who dilate on the militarious exploits of the nation's businessmen will not commonly allude to this voluminous running administration of sabotage, this conscientious withdrawal of efficiency that goes into their ordinary day's work. We are not used to thinking of the ordinary work of a corporation being sabotage. But for Veblen, there was no other explanation for what he was seeing. In the wake of World War I, there was an enormous explosion in unemployment, an enormous need on behalf of the population, but even as the unemployed begged to be let in to create the products that could fill the needs of their fellow humans business owners steadfastly refused to open their factories. As Feblin explained, But for reasons of business expediency, it is impossible to let these idle plants and idle workmen go to work. That is to say, for reasons of insufficient profit to the businessmen interested, or, in other words, for reasons of insufficient income to the vested interests which control the staple industries and so regulate the output of product. Feblin was not alone in observing these or similar conditions. John Maynard Keynes, writing during the Depression, observed nearly precisely the same thing. For Keynes, the solution simply was to have the government step in to increase demand. But for Veblen, this missed the core of the problem. The real problem was that a core of absentee owners had the ability to shut down the factories in the first place by simple virtue of their ownership. This, Veblen argued, was simply sabotage, no different from the hated strikes of the IWW that so racked and perturbed the capitalist ruling class of his time. At least the workers could argue that they were simply fighting for a better share of what they'd created. The absentee owners, on the other hand, who had no actual involvement in the production process whatsoever, simply carried out sabotage on an enormous scale in order to secure their own returns. And this was true even in times that weren't marked by massive depressions. In order to make payments to capitalists, Feblen argued, who expect a certain rate of return on their investment, corporations must maintain prices at such a level that they can meet their returns, and the only way they can do this is sabotage. For the good of business, it is necessary to curtail production of the means of life, on pain of unprofitable prices, at the same time that the increasing need of all sorts of necessities of life must be met in some passable fashion, on pain of popular disturbances, as it will always come of popular distress when they pass the limit of tolerance. This sabotage, Veblen argued, was simply a product of the price system. any production that was too efficient would simply and inevitably be sabotaged for private gain because in order to maintain prices that would maintain the returns of investors, it was necessary to ensure that production never became too efficient and produce too many goods. Veblen used as his example the 20th century post office, but we could just as easily point to Trump sabotaging the post office in 2020 in a dual bid to privatize the service by causing it to collapse and prevent mail-in votes from being counted as part of his attempt to win the 2020 election. In their book Capital Power, Conme Shimshon Bickler and Jonathan Nitsen. Take Veblen's argument and expand on it, noting that capitalism, far from encouraging productivity writ large, makes things inefficient on purpose. They use the example of public transportation, which is, by essentially any measure, a significantly more efficient way of moving people around the U.S. As an example, in the U.S. in the 1940s, a hundred electric rail lines were bought up and destroyed by car companies. Those same companies... Likewise, twice destroyed incredibly efficient and popular electric cars, once in the 1930s and again in the 1980s, because the profit rate was lower than that of gas cars. They then set out to cause everyone to forget that they'd actually done this until Elon Musk figured out a way to sell electric cars that was profitable, namely by selling himself as a brand and not the cars themselves. Now, if capitalism was simply destroying its own products in order to create Elon Musk's, you could argue that the system at least produced advancements before it stopped them. But the most violent forms of sabotage are reserved for productive systems that are simultaneously efficient and outside of capitalist control altogether. Perhaps the best-known example of this is the East British East India Company's deindustrialization of the Indian textile industry. Not to be outmatched by their British forebears, American settlers and their allies in the American military, exterminated the buffalo herds of the Great Plains in an attempt to starve out the indigenous tribes that lived there. In doing so, they destroyed an enormously productive and sustainable agricultural system. They did so precisely because the system was efficient. So efficient, in fact, that it allowed indigenous tribes to repeatedly defeat the American army in defense of their lands. We are used to thinking of capitalism as a system of production. But here, amidst the fields of buffalo corpses, is something else entirely. Capitalism appearing in its true form, a system of organized sabotage. To fully untangle what this means, let us return to Veblen. Veblen divided capitalism into two separate processes. The first he called industry. Industry, Veblen argued, has existed long before capitalism and will continue to exist long after it. As Bickler and Nietzsche put it, quote, When considered in isolation from contemporary business institutions, the principal goal of industry, its raison d'etre according to Veblen, is the efficient production of quality goods and services for the betterment of human life. Industry is an inherently collective undertaking. Its basis is cooperation and integration, the creation of communal knowledge that allows production and scientific advance to occur, and coordination and cooperation between people to create things for each other. Left to its own devices, industry would simply produce goods for people. It has no concern for profitability, rates of returns, or capitalization. Unfortunately, capitalism is defined by private ownership. This is what Veblen calls business. Business is a system of power that extracts wealth from industry by means of sabotage. Production to serve human need, the basis of industry— is useless to business unless it can be turned into a revenue stream. It does this by taking control of industry and its products and then restricting access to it. Pickler and Nietzsche put it, The most important feature of private ownership is not that it enables those who own, but that it disables those who do not. Technically, anyone can get in someone else's car and drive away, or give an order to sell all of Warren Buffett's shares in Berkshire Hathaway. The purpose of private ownership is wholly and only an institution of exclusion, and institutional exclusion is a matter of organized power. As we can see from the genocide on the plains, this power is no abstract force. Bebelin tends to focus on the power of absentee owners to stop production, and for good reason. But business stands in the way of industry, in more immediate ways too. After all, the purpose of cooperative industry is to make goods to improve our lives. And yet in between us and the proceeds that industry creates to serve our needs, there is a cash register and a COP. Even the creators of a Louis Vuitton bag, or, for that matter, a tomato, have no claim on it once business takes over, and business would rather destroy it than see it fall into their hands. The famous Russian anarchist theorist Peter Kropotkin was writing along similar lines to Veblen just a few years before. Feblin, it seems, had been exposed to anarchist ideas through his association with the industrial workers of the world. In the early 1900s, it was not altogether unusual for economists to move in radical circles. The great Italian economist Piero Serafa smuggled pens and papers to Antonio Gramsci, while Gramsci, the head of the Italian Communist Party, was a prisoner of the Italian fascist regime. Raffa would later extract the writings that Gramsci had written in prison unleashing Gramsci's prison notebooks onto the world. But Veblen was unique even among these economists for the extent that he incorporated radical theories directly into his work, as you've seen with his adoption of sabotage as a way of thinking about capitalism. This led Veblen to call the end of the system of what he described as vested interests and absentee owners. Veblen's solution, however, which he described as a, quote, Soviet of technicians that would manage production for all society, leaves a lot to be desired for. So let us return to the source. Here's Kropotkin in The Conquest of Bread. The mines, though they represent the labor of several generations and derive their sole value from the requirements of the industry of a nation and the density of the population, the mines also belong to the few, and these few restrict the output of coal or prevent it entirely if they find the more profitable investments for their capital. Machinery, too, has become the exclusive property of the few. And, even when a machine incontestably represents an improvement added to the original rough invention by three or four generations of workers, it nonetheless belongs to a few owners. And if the descendants of the very inventor, who constructed the first machine for lace building a century ago, were to present themselves today at a lace factory in Bale or Nottingham, and demand their rights, they would be told, hands off, this machine is not yours, and they would be shot down if they attempted to take possession of it. Here we see the competition between two different kinds of rights. On the one hand, the right of industry, the right of creativity. The right of those who produce and care for each other to be able to determine where the proceeds of their labor go. From industry's point of view, this is to each other, to those in need. Into society as a whole. On the other hand, there is the right of property, the right of men with guns to throw oysters into the ocean because it's not profitable for anyone to eat them. Capitalism has developed a myriad of iterations of precisely the same principle, and the world is now infested by them. Patent trolls haunt the already fraught waters of intellectual property, buying up patents for cheap, or on rare occasions creating something themselves for the sole purpose of or preventing anyone else from using it. Making money by suing anyone who dares try. Large corporations, of course, do precisely the same thing. See, for example, Disney's war on the concept of anything, anything at all, falling into the public domain. This sabotage, and on this, all four of our interlocutors, Veblen, Kropotkin, clear and agree, as long as private ownership exists. Because sabotage is all private ownership really is. But it is not simply enough to answer corporate sabotage with our own sabotage. As Veblen pointed out, this is simply the ordinary state of affairs under capitalism. For Kropotkin, the answer was simple. This rich endowment, painfully won, builded, fashioned, or invented by our ancestors, must become common property so that the collective interest of men may gain from it the greatest good for all. There must be expropriation, the well-being of all, the end expropriation, the means. How precisely to go about doing such a thing has been the subject of endless debate for nearly 200 years, and I am not arrogant enough to propose to solve the problem here. But a system where a company can prevent even the U.S. government from attempting to produce ventilators by simply buying up the company that won the contract and refusing to fill the order to maintain the value of the ventilators it was already producing— is a system based on nothing less than ensuring that people will die for a 5% rate of return. If we are to have any hope of stopping the ravages that climate change promises for our future, we cannot afford to be sabotaged at every step.
4: Hey, we'll be back Monday with more episodes every week from now until the heat death of the universe.
6: It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media.
3: Conquer your New Year's resolutions with the Before Breakfast podcast. In each bite-sized daily episode, you'll learn how to make the most of your time with practical tools to help you feel less busy and get more done. Listen to Before Breakfast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.
3: Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.
8: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
8: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
8: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
2: Zumo Play.